0: hello and welcome to under the great lakes podcast i'm here with your host uh, gabriel benjamin and alex
1: yo 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 hello
2: hello yeah i was hoping you guys would say hello faster and <laughs> just do hello 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 it was supposed to be Gabe first so Gabe,
3: Gabe took too long to come in I didn't
1: know I thought there was more to it
0: we got a uh, we got three good movies here tonight I was trying to do like a radio announcer thing <laughs> just like really really quiet and really weird yeah. Wait a minute. it's uh episode 29 we got three movies for all y'all three it's, uh, the green knight oh green knight yeah, buddy. The Green Knight, Suicide Squad, and Love and Pop. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's the Suicide so
2: it's Squad, be... buddy. Yeah, yeah, did I
0: just say Suicide Yeah, the Suicide Squad, sorry. <laughs> um, It's pretty pretty packed, these movies, so you guys just want to skip over the uh, the news this week?
2: Yeah, I don't think much has even happened. Do you have anything? The,
0: the only thing I was going to mention was the James Gunn thing and him dissing Martin Scorsese. Back. No, no, no that's such a tie. That.
2: No, I'm good. I, I've had that conversation too <laughs> it many times. was good,
0: tied in. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Okay, so we're just going to do a question of the week. You got a question for us? Yeah, but I asked it like a week ago. What is it? It was, um. well, this kind of ties into the news as well, was Matt Damon was saying that there's no more uh, movie stars. Oh, oh yeah.
3: Man, I feel like this was so long ago. <laughs> it was only like a week ago.
0: It sucks. I had a whole note of just movie stars written on my phone, on my notepad, and then they all got deleted. Yeah, because they don't so exist anymore. I was <laughs> I was going to say people like, you know, like Kevin Hart still draws in an audience. You know, The Rock's obviously like a big one. Does Tom Cruise, do people still come for Tom Cruise movies? Yeah, so like,
2: outside of The Mummy. What the hell else is
0: he
3: doing under the Mission Impossible um, right now? So we're just jumping right into this as a conversation, or?
1: Yeah, it's a question. I don't know. Okay, okay. Just,
0: just. Do you to... think there are movie stars? Honestly, yes or no? Well, like movie stars, yes. But do you think there are like?
3: I think in general, it's definitely like not. It's not the same as it used to be. Like I definitely agree with Alex. What he's been going on more so where movies were marketed as like the this actor movie versus like whatever the movie is. Yeah, I guess uh, Kevin Hart's probably the first one. Actually, where I kind of need to think about it now because. The, here's the thing like his movies aren't hugely popular for the most part, but because they're usually just like cheap comedy films, they make a shit ton versus like how much they cost.
2: They're moderate, and I yeah. guess,
3: yeah, and I guess they are more so just marketed as like the Kevin Hart comedy, but I think that kind of goes with the genre versus like The Rock. I disagree with The Rock, he is a big Hollywood star, but like. Everything he's in is attached to some sort of franchise. Like a lot of his movies that aren't still aren't like hugely popular. Like Skyscraper didn't do immensely well because it wasn't attached to an IP that anybody gave a shit about. Rampage didn't do well. Rampage is an IP. As I said because it wasn't attached to an IP, anybody gave a shit oh, about. Oh,
2: okay, okay, okay. Well, Skyscraper's attached to buildings, and everyone sees buildings, so I feel like people are fairly attached to that.
3: That's fair. <laughs> That's fair.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Rampage made 428 million
3: dollars, and it sucked. Actually, you know what? That's not bad. I thought it made less than that. What was the budget, though?
0: I just feel like I've never heard anyone talk yeah, about it. Yeah, because forgettable. You know? uh, 120 to 140 million. Okay. Uh, um. Probably made a big, profit. Let's move it away from the the rock a little bit. I was gonna say Leonardo DiCaprio is a big one too. Yeah, he he's like, like one of the only ones. Yeah. Leonardo.
2: Because he does so few movies that like. You know, you you don't see him for a couple of years, and so it kind of builds that anticipation. Because something like The Revenant would not have made anywhere near what it did if he wasn't the star of it. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely one of the last remaining ones. I feel like people love to say
3: Robert Downey Jr., and I'm like, what movies are people going to see for Robert Downey Jr. that aren't just Iron Man, Doolittle, The Judge? Did
0: didn't, didn't
3: that flop? <laughs> Doolittle didn't it flop. Yeah, yeah Doolittle huge... flop. Nobody fucking saw The Judge.
2: It was boring. It was okay. It was fine. Yeah.
3: I would never watch it again. No. Um, yeah, I feel like Leo's probably... And even um, Tom Cruise. Like, does Tom Cruise really make movies that aren't Mission Impossible? Or...
0: What was that? Uh, Edge, of, Edge of
3: Tomorrow? <sighs> the Edge of Tomorrow did
2: flop, but, like, Oblivion did decently. Yeah. Okay. Um, American Made See, this is also, decently. like...
3: Both of those movies are, what, like, seven years old? Yeah. And I know that's not that long ago, but honestly, like, the film landscape has changed so much since we were in high school. Like, that is... It's a totally different feeling now. Like five years
0: definitely has been...
3: 2014 was when Oblivion came out. Or... Not Oblivion.
2: What was the other one you said? American Made? No.
4: Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of
2: Tomorrow? Was Edge of Tomorrow 2014? yeah. I think so, yeah. 2014,
3: 2015. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like... We were still at the beginning of Phase Two of Marvel, you know, like those kind of franchise, like crossover movies, were just becoming a thing. I would say 2016 was probably the year that kind of changed everything. Where like DC really fu- like forced out their universe with Batman v Superman. We got Civil War, kind of ramping up the Marvel universe that way, leading into like Infinity War, Endgame, everything. Like every franchise wanted to make, well, every
2: IP wanted to become a franchise. Can I just make a suggestion? Yeah, it, I think we should start uh, looking at film timeline, like the history, through the lens of Marvel. So it's like Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah, that was like 70... pre you know, Marvel. 70, you know, like before phase one. 70 years before phase one. And we'll just look at it like that. For Iron Man. Yeah. For Iron Man. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I I think, though, back to the the, the first conversation, like, is there movie stars still around? I think, like, there is, like, Still, the power in like the movie star like Uncut Gems obviously wouldn't have been what it was without Adam Sandler like people still want to see that kind of thing but
4: Uh... it's obviously
0: different now compared to you know
3: what I know a lot of people who love Mm -hmm. Adam Sandler none of which wanted
0: Adam Sandler movie and
3: No, they haven't seen it they don't they don't even know it's a movie Uh, or they just didn't even
0: I think my like well I mean it's still it still made money it made it made
2: more than it would have yeah without him probably
3: yeah but like yeah yeah I
2: feel like that's not
3: Like, I feel like, yeah, obviously, like, there's still some power that way with movie stars, but, like, we're talking, like, back in the day where you could just attach a name to it and it would make insert amount of money here, you know? Like, there's no guarantees. You don't have a
0: Will Smith anymore, you know? Will Smith is just, like, he made, like, a bunch of dramas back in the day, like, a bunch of, like, original movies. You'll never... I don't know if we'll ever have that again, to be honest. Yeah, I
2: think it's more the star power helps more for the big movies, but even then, there's not a lot of actors that really... Yeah, like Ben said, like back in the day, you know, like you wouldn't even know what the name of the movie is. It'd be like, oh, let's just go see the new Cary Grant film, for example, and that's just how you'd go see it. Oh, this actor or actress is in it. Yep, let's just go see it. It's going to be good, and we'll just yeah, go like and and you, you don't put Marlon Brando in it, it's making money.
3: Yeah, it doesn't matter who's in it or what. Sorry, how good it is. Yeah, it's a new John Wayne movie.
0: Gabe, do you have any any say here?
3: Um,
1: I, I still think there's like movie stars in Hollywood. I still think names can draw in a crowd even if it's not something necessarily like their their own movie, you know, it's I think there's a lot of driving force for some actors to help sell a movie and it doesn't just have to be them alone. Uh like I don't like I don't think if you throw Timothy Chalamet as the main star in a fucking drama movie that it would do as well, but he's also one of the biggest like up and coming stars if not almost there and i think his name attached to like any project now is going to help sell that movie regardless of what it is
3: honestly gabe like i thought you were going a different direction with this comment but i almost want to like entirely disagree with that where i feel like timothy chalamet is such a popular name and he's such a big actor but i don't think he has any like selling potential outside of like a hardcore i think i think
2: every he's he's not a yeah, he's not a draw outside of, like... Okay. I didn't film, say he's so there, I feel there like... yet.
1: I said he's up and coming on it. The kid's still, like, what, well, is he 25, 24, even younger? But
3: No, I know, but he is, like, a name that I constantly hear. He's doing so much, but I don't think he has any star power that way. Like, I don't think he has any draw all right, well, at that's... all, financially speaking.
1: Uh, well, like, I'm not saying that the movies yeah. are I... selling based off his name. I say that I think, even if movies... like. Yeah. No, I know, and like
3: I'm, I'm just saying. I think that's an interesting one, where like he is that kind of idea where I think back in the day he could have been like the star. He could have had that kind of financial draw, but in the landscape that film is in right now, I don't think he has anything that way outside of a hardcore fan base.
1: All right,
0: I was gonna say Brad Pitt, but I guess Ad Astra didn't uh, didn't kill it as much as he thought Uh-oh. it did.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, I think even Brad Pitt, like, I think his star power has sort of diminished over time. Like, I I think, o- honestly, too, with um, actors as selling points, it's more if you put them in an ensemble, help sell a movie more than just one actor. So something like, you know, Knives Out, it's not one actor that sells it. It's, like, the whole cast. Like, people want to see all these actors working together. And I think that has kind of replaced the movie star in a sense, where it's now more just, like, the big cast.
0: The ensembles, yeah. Yeah. It's like, every movie, that, like, now, just there's, like... Every year, there's at least like five, six ones that are just like huge, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, got the. Rudy They're usually Gala like coming out, and then.
3: Well, I wouldn't say that's yeah, huge. The, other one. the last duel.
0: No, 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 no.
2: Um, the <laughs> Gucci one.
0: How's the Gucci? Oh
3: yeah, yeah.
0: I think people are gonna yeah. see that for you know Lady Gaga and stuff like that.
2: Pacino and all those guys, yeah. Adam. Okay, true, true,
0: true. Yeah, people love their Jared Leto. Is Jared Leto a movie star? <laughs> I'm not going to get see. into how is that. He still...
2: I, 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 I'm I not going to get into Jared Leto and House of Gucci until you review it, but I don't know why <laughs> they don't just hire someone who looks like that. Like, if that movie was made in the 70s, you'd get like a Gene Hackman type, and now you just get some like pretty boy actor and put him in makeup. Yeah. Stupid it's
3: stupid. I just don't get how Jared Leto's still like a draw right now at all. He like, isn't. how is he still, not a draw, but
2: how is he still a big actor in Hollywood? It's like, fun. why I've is he getting these roles? And I think it's just because he has awards.
0: I've never talked to anyone that's like he's my favorite actor or like he's like an actor I love or anything. People are always just like yeah he's, you know he's good he he's in all right in this you know. I've never heard anyone like excited.
3: I mean I guess if
2: we live in an age where Shia LaBeouf can get cast in things still. Yeah but that
0: then. was okay. Uh, that's Abel
2: exactly. Ferrara. That's like underground yeah. cinema. It's a little different. Yeah. No I know. <laughs> that's just wild. I guess it makes sense like yeah. he can do whatever the fuck he wants but. Okay so I think that sums up the discussion. All
0: right. <laughs> Yeah. Good talk. Good talk. Yeah. <laughs> good. All right. End of the episode. And what are we doing first? do the Green Knight because we, you know, that came out first to make some most sense. Yeah. We should yeah. go in release okay. order. Oh, wait, release yeah. order. Yeah.
2: Oh, like release order of the new releases. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Personal pick always goes yeah. last. Yeah.
0: All right. So Gabe, do you want to take it, Kick it off
1: here? Gabe? Sure. All right. So the Green Knight is directed by David Lowery. Uh, it stars Deb Patel, Alicia Vakander, Joel Egerton, Sean Harris, Ralph Inneson, Inneson, and Sarita what was it? Sarita Choudhury uh and it is uh it's an epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless Arthurian legend The Green Knight, which tells a story of sir um all right, how do you guys say it? because I think they've said it different ways. I'll Gawain... Gawain? Gawain? I forgot what it was. Gawain? Yeah. I was
0: talking about this too before the episode. Well, least
1: I feel like Gowen, they said it yeah. different ways and throughout the movie. Gawain. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew who embarks on a daring quest to confront the... I can't read that word. Uh, the Green Knight. <laughs> a gigantic emerald skin stranger and tester of men. Gawain? <laughs> Gawain? Galen, whatever the five ways you said it, uh, contends with ghosts, giants, thieves, and schemers in what becomes a deeper journey to define his character and prove his worth in the eyes of his family and kingdom by facing the ultimate challenger. Uh, this came out, I think, or two weeks, almost to the day. Two weeks yesterday. And it has
2: Probably three weeks by the time this gets uploaded.
1: Nah, it'll be, it'll be just after two weeks. Trust. Yeah. Um,
4: Trust. He was on it.
1: Yeah, I'm on it. Uh, It's this one for me personally I was very much looking forward to over the last year and it is finally here and I was very very excited to get the chance to see it and I hope you guys felt the same yeah it's been one yeah. of my
2: most anticipated for a while i
0: mean i think i only really started getting into david Lowery because i was like this movie yeah. sounds cool.
2: once i saw ghost story i'm like even if he makes no we we, we saw ghost story a did while we? ago jacob okay i was gonna say did we watch that one first
1: i was wondering we watched if, yeah, it watch w- a while ago we all watched it together this before the green knight was
2: announced yeah. That's a thing. Okay, never mind. No, I was just going to say, like, the A Ghost Story is just, like, one of my favorite films, like the 2010s. It was so good that even if he makes, like, complete shit for the rest of his career, I'll still be there opening weekend to see whatever he does.
0: I really liked um, The Old Man with the Gun, too. Like, I only saw that just, like, in the last few weeks after uh, yeah, yeah. getting prepared for this. And, like, yeah, he's a he's a very, like, consistent filmmaker.
3: It's I'm a not, very sweet
0: film, yeah. I'm not big on, like, Pete's Dragon. It's
2: one of those ones that just kind of slipped by me. That was one of my most anticipated that year. I think it would like came out like a week before the meal, so it was like awesome. Uh, Robert Redford and Clint Eastwood, it was great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say too much about it, but uh, I got my fill of Redford in Endgame. So going going back <laughs> a little bit, yeah, I think Gabe, when you mentioned when you were talking about this movie, you said it was an adventure movie. I think like that's what like a lot of people are expecting. Like the audience review score on Google here is two point three, with like overwhelming amount of ones. <laughs> So I'm guessing people are probably like, yeah, you know, it's going to be like a fun, like King Arthur thing. You know, it's just not. It's just actually a really slow, uh, thoughtful movie with basically no action. (laughs) But it was great. What do you guys think about it?
2: What order should we go in? Like most positive, least positive? Chronological order. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: (laughs) no. Oh, youngest, youngest, oldest. All right, Alex, you start.
2: Okay, so I'm going to... okay. Before I get into my thoughts, I just want to put a massive, massive asterisk before everything I say, because when I saw it, I had a pretty crummy theater experience. We're about halfway through, the right speaker uh, couldn't handle like the loud sound. It just like went kaput. And for the rest of the movie, it was just like humming and buzzing in my right ear. So anytime it was a little quiet, which is a lot of the movie, all you heard was a bzzz, and it really fucked with my immersion. So my thoughts on the film are a little more muted. Um, I thought the film was pretty good. I have some major concessions with it. But I do want to see it again. I haven't had a chance to um, the last week to re-watch it in like a better viewing condition. Uh, so my immersion was a little mixed. And I feel like on rewatch I would like it more. But as it stands, I think it's a pretty good film. Uh, it's very pretty when it's not super dark. I have some great performances. I absolutely loved the vibe, and sort of that mythical feel to it. And while I'm not 100% on board with some of the story changes to the original story, I thought it was an interesting inversion. uh, And there's some really um, thought-provoking character stuff uh, and themes going on throughout. So, what about you guys?
1: As I said before, I was really looking forward to this. I saw a lot of talk. I saw it a few days After it's opening night, I know you guys, well not you, Alex, but I saw, or I know Jacob and Ben saw it opening night. I did see people saying that issue with, like, the projectors in their theaters and stuff. I still can't say whether or not I had that issue, because I really don't know. I feel like I want to go see it at a different theater, just to compare. Um, But I do have my my issues with it. Um, I'll go into them more after. But I did, overall, really enjoy it. And I think it is beautiful. And there's a lot of it, technically speaking, is some of the best that I've seen in a while. Um, As far as my issues go, it's a lot of just kind of story stuff. I probably didn't understand a lot of the points, whatever. Uh, But yeah, I, I still really enjoyed it. And it was after I was thinking, like leading up to it, because I was just recalling back to a ghost story, I kind of realized... More so what I was going to get myself into, so I was a little more prepared in that sense. Um, but yeah, I am a fan of a ghost story, like a very, very big fan. I do love that movie, so this one, if you like that, I feel like you would also really much enjoy this one, which I did. Yeah, so I
0: I didn't know too much about this. I, I watched the first trailer, I think, and then I've been trying to kind of like lay off the trailers and kind of let let myself forget them. So I think I just knew that this was going to be like a slow burn and that's kind of what I was expecting but it really reminded me of a director I've been getting into lately uh Andrei Tarkovsky where just like the structure like the tone of it and the pacing just everything is very like slow going it's just more about like the ideas at play and the characters are there but they're not really like I guess in this one it is kind of brought to the forefront but I was thinking of the movie Stalker and then I searched it up and it turns out he was actually really inspired by the movie Andrei Rublev, which is like the same director. So I feel pretty good knowing that I was pretty close to it. And uh yeah, it was just like a beautiful movie. It looks amazing. The location scouting's incredible. Uh all the costumes and everything is really great. Just technically speaking, like I thought everything was pretty pretty up to pretty up to perfection. Like even the music was I've seen people think, say it's, like, a little overbearing, but I think it kind of helps in this, like, fantasy uh, story world, like, storybook and stuff like that. You know, great performance. What, was overbearing? The music?
3: Yeah. I thought the music Some was cool. Some the music
0: cool. was, like, a pretty pretty strong, but I thought it kind of fit just because, like...
3: Yeah, I, I never thought that it was, like, overbearing, though. I thought it was yeah. very fitting.
0: I think, like, too, with... Yeah, with fairy tales, I feel like, too, there's so much that's just written in, the like, the text, not so much, like, the dialogue or anything. I feel like this is kind of, like, his way of, like, having those flourishes, you know, just in the filmmaking instead of being on, like, the, the story, if that makes sense. Kind of hard talking about this movie just, like, thematically without just getting into it and what it's all about, but for now I'll just say I really loved it. Um, it was just a nice change of pace and, like, I feel like I haven't seen a movie like this in theaters and, well, I mean, I haven't been into a theater in a really long time, but Just a movie like this in a really long time. And I was really, really happy by it. It was kind of just everything I expected. And I was really blown away.
3: Yeah. Similarly to Jacob, I feel like outside of like the big blockbusters, I've been trying to either like not watch trailers for movies anymore. Or if I do, like once I've seen a trailer and I make my mind up about a movie, six months down the road when it comes out, I haven't seen the trailer since. So like I don't even remember what it's about. Or like I just have flashes of memories of the trailer, but not much to go off of. So yeah, similar like I I knew it was going to be a slow burn. Um I actually had to read the poem in university, but uh I wasn't the best student, so like I like, I kind of had vague memories of what happened in it and like i knew some specifics but like i couldn't like quote you anything or like tell you all the specifics about it really even some of the differences between um the text and the film i was like wait did this happen in the text or am i just making that up and it wasn't really positive but i wrote an essay on it and bullshitted a bunch of it and i got like an 80 so who cares but yeah i, w- I wasn't like disappointed by this movie in the slightest i basically got everything i wanted out of it if i have any issues they're like minor enough that it didn't i think i think any issues i have with this are the difference between a movie i love and a masterpiece like i i guess i shouldn't say my rating yet but at the moment i was reorganizing my uh 2021 list and my top four are they're all kind of interchangeable but i recently like shuffled it all again and i just put green knight at the forefront so it's officially my favorite movie of 2021 oh yeah uh yeah i loved it i thought the performances were great i thought the music was great some of the best cinematography i've seen like it was definitely what i wanted out of a big screen experience lately like i feel like i've been getting my fill of like every box i wanted ticked in the big screen where it's like i wanted to go see a trashy action movie i wanted to go see an awful kids movie i wanted to go see a great like cinematic marvel you know i Spoilers on how I feel about Suicide Squad. I liked it a lot. Wanted to go see a big, fun, epic superhero movie. So I've just had a blast being back in theaters.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna say like it sucks that people just expected like an adventure out of this because like rewatching the trailer. I, I don't. I don't know. I can get the idea of like a twenty-four marketing it and making it seeming like it'll be vague and it will kind of turn into an adventure. But when I watched that trailer. I was like, oh, this is just gonna be, you know, a slow burn. This is what the movie's gonna be. So I didn't, yeah, I don't know I I I don't get it.
2: Really. I think the trailers are fairly I think the trailers are fairly misleading. I don't but, think they're um, not Misleading. I don't think they're as misleading as some of the other a twenty four stuff, but I think it definitely sells it uh, more accessible I guess than it really is. I'd say for me like I definitely I expect it to be a slow burn because of his other work. I'd say the only part where my I guess my expectations were I don't want to say disappointed but just like not what I expected was that. Like every review and every like pre-release thing, and I'm sure this is probably just PR buzzwords that like 824 paid for them to say. But like every review is like, oh yes, it's it's like John Borman's Excalibur, a worthy successor. It's very Borman esque. And I watched the movie, and it's absolutely (laughs) nothing like Excalibur. So I don't know what they were talking about. (laughs) So I was expecting something more in line with that, but a little like more artsy, and then it like was its own thing, which is fine. That's not my expectations were a little different. Yeah,
3: I guess you were saying your expectations, but yeah, that's not like the movie's fault at all. That's just like. No, no, no. It's not, I feel it's like not. we have to and I think stop they both... listening to any of the this movie is like that movie recommendations from critics. Because, yeah, at this point, <laughs> unless, I'm literally unless, starting unless to the think they're paid for. It, yeah. yeah. Well, I, oh, I, I don't know. Because the Rooster Brothers have been going on their little tangents about what movies theirs are based on. And...
2: Oh, yeah. Endgame's like an Altman-esque <laughs> film or something. Yeah. What did they say, uh, <laughs> fucking Cherry was? Oh, they compared it to. Um... Oh, I can't say the guy's name. Um, Abos Kira, Ugh, fuck. What? How do I say it? He's like some like art house director. Or it's something. just like <laughs> I,
3: I, I'm not usually one to totally go for like the you know the studios paying people to say this exactly word for word. Like I'm not opposed to those kind of conspiracies, but I'm not like a hundred percent in them. I think the Loki one where everybody kept saying what was it? It was. Loki Dr. is True office? No, true Detective in The Office. True Detective in The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I was the one who said it was kind of more like Doctor
2: Who, but even then... Yeah. yeah I, I think Disney definitely does, because every Disney pre-release, like, every critic just sounds like the same person. Yeah, it's really it's embarrassing. Very, uh,
3: yeah. The Office was, like, the one where it's like, oh, they're really trying to get that Netflix crowd in right now.
0: I wonder if, like, the Borman thing was just, like, in the idea that, like, all the... Like, the set design and the costumes are just so elaborate and, look just, like, so lived in. But, like, that's such a, like, a weird specific word to use for that. It's, like, why would you just say that, like, it's just great production design. Yeah, it's very
4: broad.
2: It's very misleading. Like, I don't mind if he says maybe it was, like, slightly inspired by it. But, like, yeah, people selling it as, like, being similar was weird. Because I think they both stand completely on their own perfectly fine. So I don't know what.
0: Yeah, I was watching (laughs) I was thinking of, like, not specifically, like, is dracula but just like that kind of like hollywood like production where it's just like you know obviously you got all these like you know uh just color gels and stuff like that like it just goes green and red at some points in the movie and stuff like that it's just very theatrical and like the sets are pretty theatrical there's the one shot where like the the green knight's running with his head like yeah,
2: yeah i love that yeah
0: headless horseman style it just looks very, like, that kind of aesthetic yeah. is what it It's, me like, of. kind of pulpy. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about this movie without just getting into spoilers, so should we open it up, or?
3: Yeah, and I don't really think there are a lot of spoilers, so... I mean, it's like a thousand-year-old we, we, we probably <laughs> We can probably save, like, our thoughts on the ending if you want, but, yeah, everything else is pretty fair. Yeah? Okay. I
0: was gonna say, I've never read yeah. the poem, so... How old is it? Is it actually, like, a thousand years old?
2: It's quite old. I don't know, like, the exact year. I was just... No, it's like
3: fifteenth century.
2: Yeah, around then, Middle Ages. Okay. First,
0: the last thing I'll say before we like dive into like any like sorry late
3: fourteenth century.
0: Okay. Yeah, before we get into like any analysis, the one thing I thought was I mentioned this before after we watched it was the uh, Winifred, the girl who's in like uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, the the ghost. She was maybe like the one part of the movie that I thought stuck out a little bit. I thought her performance just felt like a little modern i don't know what it was like she was a little comedic but it wasn't feeling like it was trying to be it was just the one thing where i was like i know this is supposed to be weird but she feels too like out of this movie
2: yeah i had that a little bit throughout like it wasn't like there was just minor enough for me that didn't really bother me but yeah there's like some different accents and like a mix of like modern language and like the old tongue and so it was kind of throwing me off
0: yeah, yeah even it the language too yeah.
2: consistent which is like a little annoying but you know nothing too major for me at least
0: yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't about like take me out or anything, but yeah, I just thought I'd bring it up as well. I've been seeing a lot of people call this like a one perfect shot movie, just implying that like all the cinematography is like just more about like aesthetic and just looking good than it is actually like you know function or anything. And I don't, I'm not really seeing it. I don't know. I feel like a lot of these like landscape shots kind of justify themselves just in the idea that like he's a person that's like trapped in his environment and shaped by his environment. It's so literally just showing like the insignificance of him and all these shots where he's just like, you know, among the nature and he's tiny.
3: Yeah, well, I think any, any kind of like journey film where it's just about getting from point A to point B or kind of like a there and back again, like Hobbit situation, you, you need to explore your setting more. You know, like, you need to establish where they are. Because that's the whole movie. It's just traveling, right? Like, so I think it comes with that genre. And mm-hmm. you know, going above and beyond and making it this like big in scale and aesthetically
2: pleasing is just on the filmmaker. Right? Yeah, I think that's a little bit too much of like a cynical, I guess, interpretation of the film that I can't really fully go on board with. Because I mean like every movie has like trailer shots, like it's just a thing. And like I don't know, <laughs> I, I think it's a little too yeah. It's it's a little much. I, I yeah, I disagree with those readings as well. I, I saw some of that talk like, and I think. I, I would get the trailer shot argument, but in this case, I feel like
3: are, is their whole complaint just that the movie's beautiful? Like, it's got a bunch of amazing <laughs> screen grabs? Like, I'm sorry. Is that, a, is that an issue? I think it's more because,
2: like, a lot of the movies... Yeah,
0: that's basically they basically.
2: I'm the sorry argument. you
3: got a sick new screensaver, bro. Like,
2: <laughs> now, I would make the argument that I still think the movie, <laughs> even though I know it may have just been my bulb, I would make the argument I think the movie is like, way too fucking murky and dark for a lot of it to kind of... And I think it kind of undersells that sort of, like, epic adventure vibe. Um... It's, it's a little too much of a dis. Like, are you talking about the lighting and the color
3: grading or, or like the themes? No, no, the um,
2: more visually speaking.
3: Um, Cause like, you know, I, I think maybe it was just your experience. Cause I feel like my first experience sticks out more to me. And I was like blown away by a lot of the coloring. I think the only scenes that are like maybe way too dark that way, visually speaking, are probably like the first big forest sequence where the three people tie him up
4: mm-hmm.
3: and winifred winifred's whole sequence not including the, the dive into the exploding red lake yeah
0: i thought the one time i really noticed it was at the beginning of the film when he's like uh you know just running through is it the castle or whatever the hell
2: yeah like his house
0: And he's you know, like christ is born and then he's running yeah It's just very dark, and I think the first time, I thought it was like a little dark, but the second time, I was actually like, I can't like see shit right now, (laughs) and so I saw it in Landmark the second time, so I think it might be a a bulb thing.
2: I think it might be, yeah, and it's one of those movies that I feel like would look honestly kind of better at home than just like your average theater, because unfortunately a lot of uh, cinemas, they either run their bulbs dimmer so that they sustain longer, or they don't update them as often as they're supposed to, and so... Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but... I will say, just
3: kind of getting it, like, jumping into the story a bit, too, and some of the themes. Um, I feel like I don't know if I picked up on it, really, the first watch, because we, me and Jacob kind of, like, talked about the themes of the movie for, like, a little bit after um, opening night. But going into it a second time, that very first scene of, like, an, a lady... Like, outside the, the town, there's some animals just kind of, like, hanging around. And there's obviously something going on. Um, like, in the town, there's a building on fire. and Like, you hear yeah. screams and stuff. Like, there's some sort of fight going on. And you see a knight come up to the lady, like, put his sword in his sheath, get on his horse and ride into battle. And then it doesn't even cut away. It's, like, it's all one long shot. And then it just kind of goes back into the building. And it's just Dev Patel, like, asleep and then he just wakes up and has fun with his girlfriend. And I think that's such a good like shot to establish <laughs> like he's a man who thinks he wants to be honorable but he doesn't know what honor is to him at all and like he he has no idea yeah, the he's kind so of privileged in the part from Yeah, that. like he wants to have that title of hero but he's not, he's just a lazy piece of shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, one thing you mentioned that I was I was thinking about a lot was Ben was saying like so much of like Gaiwan, Gaiwan gaiwan so much of gaiwan like his personality is like shaped by those around him there's like one line when the guy like you know we ask him for directions and then he doesn't offer anything gaiwan just walks away and he's like why didn't you pay me like what the hell like you're a knight and then you were saying like it's kind of
3: hey, do my words not mean anything to yeah, you yeah
0: it gives the idea that like after afterwards like next scene he someone asks him to do something and he's like well what will you give me in return like just the idea like he doesn't know better like he's just kind of learning things along the way I had that in mind this time when I was watching it. And even his motivation is revealed to him. He doesn't even know what he wants to be. He doesn't know what he wants to do until, like, it's said to him. Like, they actually say, like, you know, you you need to have, like, a story. You need to have, like, a legacy. And then that's when he really kind of, like, oh, shit, like, they're right. Like, up until that moment, he's content just being an idiot, getting drunk, you know? It was only really in that moment does he kind of clue in, like, oh, yeah, I am a loser. (laughs) Like...
4: (laughs)
3: You know, I think a lot of that comes about too. With, uh, I'll I'll stop talking after this, and I'll give uh, Alex and Gabe a minute to chime in after this point. But um, I think a big part of the movie is obviously his relationship to Alicia Vikander, um, and she plays she plays two characters in this, whether Jacob believes it or not. I, I believe it. I just didn't notice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, one really funny thing is so Alicia Vikander. If you haven't seen it and you're listening to this for some reason, she plays his like poor kind of beggar girlfriend at the beginning. Um, a and yeah. later on in the film, she also portrays like a, a wealthy lady of nobility and they don't acknowledge that she looks the same or it's the same actress. You could, there's a lot of theories about why, because that's obviously like a difference in, so I don't, unless there's one line about her looking similar, but I don't think that's in the text at all. But then there's also the girl from Falcon, and the winter soldier who has red hair. And then at the end of the film, spoiler alert, big spoiler coming up here, um, I don't even really have to get into it, but there's, there's another like, red-headed lady who comes in for a big important scene at the ending, and like, was it you and Tori that thought they were the same person, or you and Brandon? Oh
0: yeah, I thought that was the same girl, yeah, 100%.
3: Yeah, so so you guys thought the two redheaded characters were the same actress, but they're two different actresses entirely, and you didn't recognize Alicia Vikander was the same actress playing two characters. Like I thought that was so weird to me. I was... and maybe I just did. I'm usually bad with faces too, but like I know who Alicia Vikander is, so I knew she was both characters, and I did not think the redheaded person looked similar at all.
0: I'm really glad I found out too, because that was such a big, like roadblock in my theory. When I was watching a movie, I was like, how does that make sense? Like, throws everything for a loop. Like, what?
3: The, what? Wait, the, the Winifred thing? Yeah, because I, yeah. I thought they were the same girl and everything. Yeah.
0: I was like, how, this throws everything off. <laughs> I just
3: thought it was so funny that you randomly happened to think there was one actress playing two characters, but it was the wrong one. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> you guys have any random thoughts on it before we really delve in, or?
1: Hmm...
2: Uh, Not really, honestly. I feel like anything I want to say is more as we delve into, I guess, the comparisons to the original and how this sort of works as an inversion yeah. and some of my issues with the narrative.
0: I was gonna say that, uh, yeah, like it's it's a sparse movie, but I think um, you know it kind of justifies itself and why it doesn't really need to have action. And I thought it was, you know, I thought it was pretty original and unlike anything. I've I really will seen. say,
3: I I I was expecting there to be some sort of like bigger action sequence that he would kind of pass by almost. Cause I thought there was going to be more of a parallel between like him trying to become this hero while actually like walking by real heroes or like at least people really like taking action and doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I'm fine that we didn't. Yeah. I think it worked perfectly well the way that it is. Yeah, and uh... I think I think it's a movie that definitely wears its themes on its sleeve, and to more of an extent, explicitly states them a lot of the time. Like I remember one of my friends saw it, and he was talking about like the use of color in the movie. And I-, I think I've had two conversations with people where they were like trying, and like I think the use of color in this movie is great. Don't get me wrong, but they were kind of talking about it as if it was a lot more mysterious and like something that only like film lovers would really get. And I'm like, yeah, but she explains it in the movie. (laughs) Like, Alicia Vikander, when she's playing the lady character, literally, like, asks, why is he the green knight? And they're like, oh, because he's, like, you know, from the Earth, and, you know, the Earth is green. And she goes, no, but, like, why green? Why not red? Why not this color? And she starts explaining, like, thematic ideals behind the use of different colors in a conversation where a movie is constantly using different colors to explore a theme it's 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 like yeah "Yeah, that was a bit much like so so (laughs) it's definitely a movie that like and i don't even mind that it wears its themes on its sleeves uh and this isn't even like an issue i have with it but one one thing where i I feel like it could have been vaguer and it's like thematic usage and I feel like it could have been more direct with some of the narrative stuff because I feel like a lot of the theories I have it's, it's a really fun movie to pick apart and theorize about like I have so many theories about how his mom comes in yeah, to play in this film and said like, about it. like how many characters his mom actually is in the
2: movie because th- there's a point she... where sorry you go Alex Oh no uh, I was just going to say isn't she supposed to be Morgana like the sorceress <laughs> Oh, I have no clue about um,
3: <laughs> I don't remember that, but that could... No, they don't...
2: They don't. They, that was one of the things that kind of bothered me. It no, but like... even in the text, I don't know if she... If
3: that's hinted at or well, cause, not. Well, because but...
2: she's, she's Arthur's sister. Who Arthur's also not named in the film. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because that's... I just want to say real quick, that was one thing that kind of bugged me. And I feel like that was one of those omissions that was more just like for artsy's sake. Where it's like, we'll keep it more vague. But like, this is connected to like King Arthur... And, like, they never mention who they are. And I even missed Merlin at the end until one of you guys mentioned it. Yeah. And, like, I guess they didn't want it to, like, cloud the story, but I don't think it does. In fact, I think it actually would have enhanced the themes because then it would have put, like, these mythical icons, like, right next to Gawain. And so it's, like, these are the ideals he's, like, looking up to and striving towards. And they're, like, big, you know, iconic characters that, like, the audience would, like, I think it would cement uh, his personal struggle uh, a lot better. if Had they made that more clear. It's weird,
3: like, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, but it's just, like, I feel like I can't relate my experience just because going in, I had no hesitation on that. Yeah, so, like, yeah. if, if I would have finished it the first time, like, when I found out Jacob didn't know, for a split second, I had to stop and realize they never named them. I was like, what do you mean you didn't know? Like, it's fucking King Arthur. How did you not... Like, he, he even picks up Excalibur, but they never say Excalibur. They never say King Arthur. Yeah, I just, yeah, I filled in the blanks. And, yeah, like, King Sword just sounds yeah. like
0: important no matter what sort it is so yeah and,
3: and it is i don't know like it's hard for me to say it would make a big difference because it is just name dropping when like it is pretty established so that it is that but yeah even the one line that i think does kind of make it bullshit is when um you know maybe not king arthur is like you know look around you at the men like what do you see and he's like legends if you don't know it's king arthur these are just a bunch of fucking drunk idiots like you don't know who these guys are like you don't know they're the knights of the round table. You don't know they're legends. So that, that line that really cements his place in the world doesn't have an impact on you if you don't know who they
0: are. Um, one thing I, what yeah. I want to say about you saying the, the uh, Alicia Vikander um, speech or whatever, if she spells out the themes, a ghost story does, like, the same thing. <laughs> and, like, that's...
2: That's the one scene I hate in a ghost one story. One of my <laughs>
0: biggest problems with Lowry. I'm like, great director, but I'm like, why do you make this mistake twice? Like...
2: Three times, because it
3: happens twice in
2: The Green Knight, because that's
0: oh, just, yeah. like,
3: artistic, thematic thing. And then there's um, the scene where Joel Edgerton is, like, explaining the themes to him, where he's, like, asking him what he wants out of it. Like, what is what is to be honorable? Like, what do you want? what What is your goal in, out of the world? That's not... I don't know. That one's pretty on the nose, too.
0: Yeah, like, he just has so much of it that's, like, a left-up interpretation, and then he just has these, like, complete you know, complete like opposite side of that, where he just, there's really no other way to take it sometimes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like it's definitely a film where it's like, I don't think there's much under the hood, I guess, if you will. Like, I think it's all pretty explicit, I guess, like surface level, if you will. And so like, I can kind of get why people are saying the movie's confusing, but like, I think it's pretty straightforward. It's just some of the visual uh, stuff can be a little abstract and sort of like the little intricacies and subtleties of it get a little more muddled and are up to interpretation but like at its core i think it's pretty like it's it just kind of presents it exactly as it is do
0: you guys think the VFX was bad i've seen people hating on it but i think it, was, it worked just because it was like this is all mythological i like the fox it's not like great but i don't know it fine. wasn't great fox but it was fine. fine with it just because it's kind of it's, it's magical it's whatever and the cg
2: was it looks
3: odd i think know. it just i don't know i'm just tired a little of cgi animals and what are you going to do? <laughs> it's fine cuz like he's super cute, but
2: it does feel a little off. Yeah. They should have made him a 2D animated fox. You're I it. think that would have been funny. <laughs> like a little Disney um, fox running around. I was going to say too.
0: I've never read the source material, but I think with this story too, like you you can't really I, I know a lot of people are trying to like fit the the original source material into it and like kind of trying to like pull those ideas from this. I think you really just have to go at it from its own thing just because I've never read, obviously I can't compare, but yeah, you know, I think film it seems like he's trying to move things around. Yeah. You know?
2: The best way I can say it is it's sort of an inversion where this is a film about a dishonorable man learning to be honorable. The original story is an honorable knight tempted throughout um, by different trials where it's like he could give up his honor and all that other stuff. And then he's able to overcome it at the end. Okay. It's a happier film, or it's a happier story. Yeah, I, mean, story. I, I mean, think... And, like, the whole the whole epilogue is, like, completely cut in this movie. I feel like it's
0: worth, though, just ha- making the switch, because I think it's kind of Lowry saying, like, this is how he views, like, mankind, <laughs> views, like, men as, like, dishonorable people. I was thinking about this afterwards. I've seen Pete's Dragon and like, A Ghost Story, and, like, it seems like Lowry talks about, like, man's destructive nature, or relationship with nature, like, a lot in his work. He just kinda frequently comes up. And this is the one where I think like it really just had the most to say and the most like nuance to it. Where I think uh like a ghost story, it's not like that's really like the full focus, but there's a little bit of like that commentary in there. And then Pete's dragon's pretty like, you know, on the nose. It's just, you know, a dragon <laughs> being like living in a forest that's being tearing down. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think this one, yeah, he really just has so much to say, and we'll get into it more. I later. was just gonna say the only
3: um, thing where I think comparing it to the text is almost necessary. Where it, I don't think it really works the same in the movie is the the confrontation between Joel Edgerton's the Lord and uh, Sir gowan when he's like they make that deal where anything that you get while you're under my roof, like anything you are given, you must give back to me. And it's obviously, like, a weirdly worded, like, confusing deal um, in exchange for, like, the food that he'll get when he goes hunting. And then in the, in the text, what it is is when he's tempted by the lady, they just kiss three times. So, and then he gives, she gives him the sash. So you're supposed to kind of be nervous, like, oh, shit, he got the sash here. So now he has to give the Lord the sash and then he won't be able to survive from the Green Knight. But then he ignores the sash, and really what it is is like the subversion of, oh, he kissed his lady three times, so now the Lord is going to kiss him three times. Like, he got three kisses, so he has to give three kisses. But in this one, he gets a fucking hand job, <clears throat> And then he just kisses him once. And I'm like, uh, Like, no, I'm, I'm not saying I really needed a scene where Joel Edgerton got a hand job from Dev Patel. I'm not saying I didn't want that scene. But I'm not saying we needed that scene. But it just doesn't work. It, he didn't give back what he got, and I don't know why they.
0: Yeah, I was, I was confused. I don't know why
3: they needed to change it. I, 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 I get establishing like, I don't know. We were talking about the shameful nature of that temptation in the first scene, but then it just doesn't work to keep in touch with the like the deal they made. So I feel like that's the only big difference from the text that didn't really work. Because remember, like you, like having not read the text at all, you were confused about why they kissed, right?
0: Yeah, I was just like, what What the hell happened there? <laughs> so why did he just come on to him so quickly? Yeah, so
2: much he gives a kiss, he kind of just receives it. Like, he's just sort of standing there like, the fuck? As Joel Edgerton yeah, comes in, yeah. yeah.
0: He just comes up, kisses him, he's like, oh, okay, fine. Interesting. <laughs> um, what was your fav- favorite guy's, like, I don't know, I want to say, like, scene or just, like, idea, <sighs> takeaway from this movie?
3: I feel like mine is yours, so you go first, and then I'll change mine. Is
0: it yours the, the giant? I don't know, miniatures? Yeah. I was going to say, it's like like a minute sequence where it's like from him walking on the hill and then like slipping and then nearly falling to his death and like all those rocks like about to fall on him or whatever. And he falls asleep, wakes up, he sees like the green knight, like a vision of the green knight. And then the next shot, like the next scene, is him walking along and he sees the giants and they're just walking like it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, they're just giant and like there's nothing that could ever stop them. I feel like that, it's a really good way of showing both, like, his insignificance and also just, like, what makes us human is also just the fear of death is also what drives us, you know? And, like, a cool little thought I had about it was just, like, there's the animal that's kind of, like, the, the fox that's kind of barking up at him while, like, you know, trying to scare him off while Gaiwan's like, yeah, no, fucking pick me up, like, let's go. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, something about that, like, image where it's just, like, this man who should have the, like, he should be like able to realize like this is probably going to kill you if you you know you fall to your death or something bad happens to you but like the animal you know is smart enough to realize like okay no this is dangerous it's kind of just like man's like pride in thinking like yeah like it's fine yeah that's how i saw it it was just like man's hubris yeah i don't even
3: know if it's like man's pride as
0: it is like his ego, like his own ego being like yeah it's you know, like I can walk with the gods, of course. <laughs> well,
3: and he's he's lived such a sheltered life, right? Like he's had so much privilege in his life, so I feel like he's never had to like fend for himself or be afraid of anything, right?
0: But yeah, that whole sequence was pretty. No, that is one of the that coolest that whole, shots. Like, two minutes, I was like, oh, this is like perfect. I love this. Was that yours though,
1: <laughs> Gabe? Yeah, yeah, mine too. But I'll say something else. Um, I feel like it's such a common answer. But I do really, really love the I love about the like final ten minutes of this movie, just when he beats up again with the Green Knight, and then that entire like,
3: yeah, that is a cool sequence. Like
1: that whole thing, like I loved. Um, I'm gonna be honest. All right, I watched this movie, and like I said before, I loved everything from a technical standpoint. I'm just my brain was not working that night. So all these themes and ideas just didn't process through my head. When you guys talk about them, it makes sense. And I agree. There's nothing that has been said so far that I'm like, I don't agree with that. Like I, I understand everything, but like my brain was not working (laughs) when I went to go see it. So I was just like sitting there half asleep in my fucking chair. And I was like, (laughs) this looks fucking sick. I'm having a good time watching this. And I was just like, embracing all the like fucking scenery and the music and what was going on and i did say i wanted to see it again i was having that time so when i see it again i'm sure i'm gonna pick up on these things and maybe interpret things that we didn't touch on here i'll maybe find something else in there but yeah like i think like i i don't want I'm jumping to different parts but from like the get go i think this movie just kind of establishes itself as like you're gonna have some of the best fucking visuals you've seen in a while and i think that's like for me at least like as soon as the scene of him sitting in like the throne and then his head catched on fire and i know that was in the trailer but still i forgot about it and i fucking love that shot and i do have like my issues with that's kind of like what alex said with his theater experience maybe i think it was just the theater i was in but like it was really hard to understand something and I think it's like a blend of like the old English as well as just like quiet audio, but then jacked up music and sound like it didn't blend too well. So I really want to see it again to get that because I did get lost in the story overall. Um, but yeah, I know that wasn't the question you asked. And I just went on a tangent there. But the last <laughs> 10 minutes. I
3: mean, no, you said the, that sequence. That sequence is awesome. So, so that's probably be like my second favorite. Yeah. And just like. I feel um, like we should uh, just say our last sequences and then wrap this movie up, though, because we've got two other yeah. movies we've got to talk about a lot yeah. still.
1: I think just that last scene of him just realizing what he could be and ultimate really, ultimately realizing, like, yikes. Like, I don't know about that one. And I think... I'm that, still confused
3: and... about that sequence. Mm-hmm. If it was, like, a true premonition or if it was him, like, just thinking about what his life could be.
1: I think it's, yeah, I think that's Neither works for me. Like, neither makes sense. I think that's the good thing about the ending is, I think it's just, it's open enough. It's not, like, super, like, open to a thousand interpretations, but it's open just enough that it makes you think, and and people can take it in a few different ways, and that's what I really like about this one, because... Just that. and t- I think, Well, that's... I think he got his head fucking cut. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards, <laughs> and I want to lean towards that way, honestly. But um I think just the scene where he walks, like, everything going from grim and, like, darker leading up to that scene, and then once he gets there, it's, like... like the fucking plants and shit, and that wasn't the word I wanted to use. It's just, like, flourishing, and it looks beautiful compared to all the grim and darkness that we've had to deal with on the rest of his journey just yeah i think that that's probably definitely my favorite scene i think aside from that i'd say i really enjoyed the scene with um the kid that you see on screen and you're like okay the something's thief? gonna happen because this kid is yeah yeah he always plays weirdos I get his name because he's
0: <laughs> barry keegan
1: yeah because he barry keegan keegan Yeah, because he's in um, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I love, and it's the same deal. He's just, like, you see him on screen, you're like, oh, fuck, okay, here we go. What's this kid going to bring to the table? And, yeah, I love that whole sequence of him getting robbed and then them kind of fucking off, like, I love that. And I think when I was going into this movie, that was kind of up the wheelhouse I expected it to be at first, which is, like, a very dark, like, medieval tale, and obviously... Necessarily, that wasn't necessarily what this was. I still enjoyed it, but that was like the shit like that. I'm like, yeah, this is this is what I love, and I love to see stuff. Yeah, in
4: regard,
2: yeah, in regard to the ambiguity of the ending, I just wanted to add real quick. Um, in the original poem, uh, you know, he sort of takes off the sash and he sort of like owns up to the rules of the game, and that was sort of like the trial. And when the green knight goes to like swing, he basically just gives him like a paper cut on his neck, uh, and then he lets him live. And then when he goes back to Arthur and the round table, they all sort of, like, don uh, green sashes and, like, honor of that story to, like, remember to be, like, honorable and true and that kind of thing. And that's sort of, like, the moral of the story. But uh, in this one, it's just sort of, did he get his head cut off or did he get spared? And it's just sort of a sarcastic off with your head. But, yeah.
1: But, yeah, Alex, what was your favorite scene?
2: Oh, yeah. Um Honestly, like aside, like obviously, I know everyone's talking about the visuals. I, I personally thought the sound design was more um, stuck out, stood out to me more. And I don't, I don't just mean the score, which was also really cool, but um, just the sound especially in the Green Chapel at the end. You know, like the crackling and just the ambiance of nature and every time the green knight like talked or moved like it just the sound effects for his body all like the uh, branches crackling was just really really cool like it was like this yeah, it felt like he it felt like he had not moved in a year <laughs> yeah exactly it was really it was awesome
0: yeah it felt very <laughs> That's mythical way of putting it the actor too
2: the voice oh yeah it was just booming like the voice. whole theater just like shit all right boys what are,
1: what's the rating Me, for it? um gabe at first, after I saw it, I gave it a seven. But just like a ghost story, after it sat with me, it just like obviously made me think more, and I ended up settling with an eight. I think that's, I think that might be like if David Lowery keeps working on movies like this and making movies yeah, like hurts. this, I think that might be like a common thing. I've never seen Peach Dragon, so I don't know. But maybe just like it takes a bit of time for you to fully process it. But yeah, I I've settled on an eight pretty satisfied with that one. Alex?
2: Again, as I said at the beginning, big asterisk, because I do want to watch it again where I can be more immersed, because obviously a big part of this movie is the atmosphere and the mood. So it gets a very strong 7.5 for me, because I do have some narrative issues. And since I couldn't settle in uh, with the other elements of the film, uh, it did impact my viewing. So for now, a strong 7.5.
1: Hold on, hold on. We shouldn't do 0.5s. I no. fucking, I've come to the realization 0.5s are a cop.
2: <laughs> well, I don't want to say seven because I think it's better than a seven, <laughs> but I'm not ready to give it an eight until I rewatch it again. All
1: right, you know what? I'll, we'll make an exception of the point 0.5 today because of your theater yeah, issues. Yeah. <laughs> I love
3: the point 0.5, but I haven't been using it just because Letterbox doesn't let me. So I've just been giving my Letterbox rating.
0: I love the point 0.5. You can't do it on IMDb either.
3: Not anymore.
2: No, you
0: oh. can't do a one. you up I don't think you could ever have done that, could you? I
2: I haven't used IMDb in a while. I thought you could, but I could be misremembering.
0: I don't don't think so. But um I was gonna say, yeah, like I I really love this movie. I thought, you know, I was completely sucked into the mood I'm also typing and shit and looking for it as I do this, as I'm saying this out loud. I was completely drawn into the mood of the movie and just uh really taken back by everything and obviously there's a lot more we can get into, but that kinda just says that yeah, it's a movie worth checking out. A lot to think about. You know, a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, if you're not looking for something that will kind of be like, you know, sitting and thinking on it, you're not gonna like it probably. But you know, if you're into slow burns that are more like thematic, uh, rich, then yeah, this is your kind of movie. So I gave it a nine out of ten.
1: Ben?
3: Yeah, I also gave it a nine out of ten. I feel like I've, I've said enough about it. I don't need to say closing thoughts. But yeah it was great 9 out of 10 <laughs> best movie of the year so far sick
1: okay All right. the next release which came out a week later the suicide squad It is directed by james gunn um no, yeah it the horribly
2: yeah. beautiful mind of james gunn
1: exactly uh, it is about supervillains, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons. At Bell, is it Bell Rev or Belle Reeve? Somebody...
2: I think it's Belle Reeve. Yeah.
1: Okay. They misspelled it on IMDb then. Uh, oh. Um, at Belle Reeve Prison, join the super secret, super shady Task Force X as they drop, as they are dropped off at the remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Uh, it stars, and. <laughs> I'll rifle off these super fast. You guys will, won't will even have time to fucking blink before I do this. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you yep. guys holding on to your seats? I'm prepped. I got um, my seatbelt on. Okay, not in order because it's going or it, the order is fucked up on IMDb. So, in order, it has Michael Rooker, Viola Davis, John Ostrander, Joel Kinneman, Nathan Fillion, Jack Courtney, Lula Bork, Mei Ling, whatever the last name is. I don't know how to say it. Pete Davidson, Sean Gunn, Margo Robbie, Steven Blackcart, steve aggie tanashi ked whatever uh i don't know how to say it jennifer holland what i just elbowed john cena Daniela, Melkire, uh sylvester stallone peter capaldi uh and taika watiti is also in it <laughs>
4: that's it
1: i feel like i missed names but that was just the list i was reading off of
2: if you want to redo it, the letterbox has it in order for like the mini oh,
1: stars. Oh, beautiful! Do you want All me right. to do
2: it, maybe? Or uh, no, no, let's just, let's, <laughs> let's just move on. Jacob
1: hates this movie, so he doesn't. He doesn't want to do it. We do need to do, do this cast. Okay. Um,
0: no, but we're we're already tight on times. So let's let's keep going.
1: All right,
3: Jacob, you want to kick this one off because you fucking hated it.
4: <laughs>
3: oh my god! Do I, gotta
2: I, feel I feel like yeah, just so I we feel can like pile on after.
4: Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like.
0: All right. All right, so I, I feel like I'll say some things I like about it, because I feel like that's fair. So right away, going into this movie, I didn't really know what to expect. I was trying to avoid the trailers as well. I remember watching the first teaser. Wasn't really a big fan of it, but, you know, I love Guardians. I love, you know, what I've seen out of James Gunn, so I'm always willing to give it a shot. It's, it's hard to talk about without just, like, fully getting into why. But basically to come down to it, I didn't find this very funny, like, there were some moments that, like, you know, got to me, but I'd say more than half of it had me just annoyed, <laughs> and I thought the violence was so, like, just over the top and gourish, and, like, if that's what superhero movies are turning into now, that's fine, but I thought this movie was just incredibly boring, <laughs> and those two things are obviously the most, like, subjective things, like, you guys aren't You can't argue against that. That's just how I feel, obviously. But I think there are things in the story as well that people aren't really paying attention to. People are kind of, like, overlooking it. People are saying this is, like, weird and, you know, such a fresh superhero movie. This is just the same shit that we've been getting for years. This is, like, the same three-act structure. This is just Deadpool, The Boys, you know, Invincible. Just every R-rated superhero movie you've already seen, it's just a lesser version of that, and... I like all those other things I think they can really nail the violence and the comedy at the same time where this just feels so like mean-spirited and I just hated this and (laughs) like I don't want to say I hated this already but like yeah this might be one of the worst superhero movies I've seen in in, like years and I know everyone's high on this this is gonna sound crazy but I I'm just shocked that this is getting the praise it's get I think if it was a different director it would have been kind of disregarded to be honest It's just every, it's just every Guardians movie that he's done, basically, like, I don't know, just the same script as, like, you know, Guardians, uh, the Avengers, and I get that, you know, maybe that's just where the genre is at now, there's nowhere else to grow, but James Gunn was also someone who changed the genre with Guardians of the Galaxy, so it's really a shame to see him just, like, not move anywhere forward, and I have a lot of problems with Guardians 2 as well, but I'm pretty forgiving on the movie, because I thought it was just, you know, really sweet. And I thought this, whenever it tried to have sentimentality, it was just completely artificial. And we'll get into it more later, but you guys can uh, take it from here.
2: (laughs) Okay. Um, I will be honest in that I actually don't have a ton to say on this movie because it was basically exactly what I expected it to be, best case scenario-wise. Yeah, I I love the first Guardians film. Uh, It's probably my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I do kind of disagree with Jacob in saying, like, he changed the genre of the Guardians. Because, in all I see, the Guardians movies, like, plot wise, is, like, pretty standard, you know, three-act structure superhero movie. But what makes them stand. Not,
0: not, not to change the genre, but I think Marvel changed their trajectory of where their humor was. I think they really leaned into it harder after that. And not that it's good or anything, but I think, like, you know, Suicide Squad, the first one, was obviously very inspired by Guardians, like, this ragtag group. Oh, for sure. Days. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of it, it changed a little bit. It wasn't, like, you know, Everything is completely different, but it was just kind of sad for me to see him not make a step at all, but I'll get into those later on, so you...
2: Okay. Um, yeah, like, I'd say where he excels, obviously, is just, like, with these, like, ragtag group of characters, and with the Suicide Squad, it's, like, even more obscure and even more silly and, like, kind of, like, you know, shitty comic book characters. Um, going into it, I was slightly concerned because, obviously, the trailers were pretty bad, and while I love guardians one guardians two is an extremely frustrating film because on paper I love it and it's the exact type of Marvel movie that I want but I also find the humor to be unbelievably obnoxious grating, repetitive and it just kills almost every emotional moment in that film like it's just so excessive um and I was a little worried that I was going to be overkill with this one um Luckily, I thought most of the jokes landed for me, and since this one isn't as, I guess, sentimental and sweet as the Guardian films, it's definitely way like more nasty. Uh, so it didn't bother me when it um, intruded on those scenes as much. Um, but yeah, it was basically exactly what I expected. It's a James Gunn Suicide Squad movie, so it's exactly his Guardian style. But it's this is still the guy who started at Trauma, so it's like just as crass and crude and vulgar and violent uh as you know as i wanted uh so i had a great time with it it was it was james gunn
1: (laughs) gabriel and oh me okay so i very 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 much enjoyed this movie i watched it twice i saw it well so i found out it was on hbo max so i streamed it i watched it with my girlfriend the second time i saw it opening night i saw it with ben And I just had a very good time watching it that's, like, like point blank and simple. I just loved outright fucking gory action flicks. And I think this, like, some stuff didn't really work, but sometimes it did. I think that's the same case for the humor. I think some of the jokes that they really wrote into this movie didn't land as they expected it to, at least not for me. But then things that I feel like... They're like, okay, we'll have this person do this. Actually were fucking hilarious. Um, I think by... One thing I enjoy about this... That I was a massive improvement... On, like, Iyer's Suicide Squad. And I don't want to really, like... Go back and forth and compare the two. Because I don't want to... Really say that... I, I think this is just, like, a, a do-over. I know the characters are canon. Like, a few of them to the higher version of suicide squad but yeah it's a sequel and it's no a like standalone sequel yeah i so i think alex brought this up um in the group chat i think like shortly after he saw it and that it was it's more like in the sense of this is the adventure these people are going on don't kind of be attached to what you know previously and this is just kind of like okay this is what they're doing now take it as you will you know
2: kind of, and kind of like an indiana jones or bond you know sequel it's just yeah. another adventure
1: there's tying things from previous films but for the most part this is like the adventure they're doing now or the tasks that they are given to them and i think what this one does that it the IR uh, version didn't do was that its main cast so obviously not the characters we see at the very beginning of this one but the main as they say team b as they refer to them um I think they gave them enough time to at least establish them for the most part. I think the biggest one that lacks is probably uh John Cena's character and King Shark King Shark. I'm not really like it's like whatever, and I know they're making the spinoff show for was it Peacemaker yeah, yeah. that's the name. They're making the spinoff show for that, and i well, I feel like we, we reviewed a movie before. And we were talking about how, like, oh, don't worry, in the prequels it's going to do this. Or in the sequel it's going to do this. What fucking movie was that? Um, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't want to dismiss or, like, make an excuse for that character because of that. But I know that's going to be a thing. Don't really know much about it at the moment. But I think for the most part, everybody at least got their time to shine almost. And even though some of them got killed off. I at least appreciated the fact that it wasn't just, say, like, uh, the Harley and Bloodsport show, you know? Like,
4: like the original as it was.
1: not I being, it was a dead shot. I think. Dead shot, yeah. Dead shot entirely. Like, there was at least everyone, and I, like, um, I mean, I don't know about him in real life now. That's up in, up in the air at the moment, but I at least cared about Flagstaff or, uh, yeah. Rick Rick Flag Flag. Rick Flag. As, as, yeah, as a character in this one compared to the first one where he's just like, I'm just here to make sure you guys behave.
3: Yeah, he was a lot. A, I don't
1: think
2: I loved him in this or anything,
3: but he was a lot more of a three-dimensional character in this than he was in the first one.
2: He looks, yeah, like, and a, his... he looks like a heroin addict in the first movie. It's very distracting.
3: <laughs> he still looks like kind of weird. Like he's got like a very, he's so like muscular, and then his face is so skinny, so he just looks yeah, it's like so sullen. He
2: looks like sick almost. Yeah, he looks way worse than the first one for that, but yeah, he has a very odd uh, build. Not to shit on the guy's looks, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't care now. We've <laughs> he heard he probably raped someone or
3: whatever's going on with that, so
1: shit on his looks all you want, Alex. <laughs> Alleg- allegedly,
3: allegedly, I guess, yeah, that's why I said maybe.
1: Um, Um, but yeah, I, it was just really fun. I had a lot of fun with it and, you know, maybe it's going to see with Ben, but things were fucking more funny than I think they were because Ben's laugh is the best thing ever.
3: It's great to see a comedy movie with me and Logan too, because sometimes I'll just laugh because I hear Logan laughing and then he'll laugh because I laughed louder than he
4: laughed.
3: (laughs) Everybody else in the theater hates it, but I I love seeing a comedy movie that I don't really like because i just i just like like to laugh at a lot of things like even after free guy which like i didn't really i don't know it was it was like exactly good i wouldn't but it's honestly not still i just had kind of had a good time with it i'll probably move my rating down to a 2.5 if i'm honest but um i probably laughed the most in the theater and like the loudest just because that's how i laugh and i remember leaving and my two friends were like that was really good like i really liked that and i was just like oh no, it was, it was okay. Like It was whatever. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean you were laughing the whole time? I was like, yeah, I like to laugh. It's fun. <laughs> um, I did have a blast with this one. Like I, I thought this was great. I, I will say I probably have the most like, specific issues with it other than Jacob. But I still thought it was like exactly what I wanted out of a movie like this. Um, I don't think it was perfect by any means. But I liked most of the new additions. I don't know. I'm su- I'm surprised you didn't like King Shark that much, Gabe. Because I think King Shark's like probably one of the best additions no, I, to this roster.
1: I do. No, I love King Shark. <laughs> I, I was talking more in the sense of like they're fleshed out all the main teams characters, and he's the only one that's not like intensely like. Yeah, I, he's I, I a mean, lonely. I, he's a lonely outcast. But I but I just, think like, that okay, like he I'm has fine. a good arc
3: that way, where it's it's such yeah. a ridiculous thing to give a character. Like that in arc of any kind, but I, I like the idea that he is just seen as a monster at the beginning and has no friends and would easily just turn to the woman beside him and eat her, and then by the end of it, he wants to try to make friends, and actually, like, I, I like that he's trying to fit in the entire time. Like, I think yeah. that's super sweet.
1: Yeah, no, definitely.
3: Um, I got
0: so many complaints. So you, you hold that thought of it, King Shark. And we're right okay, here. sure. <laughs> <laughs> totally disagree. He has no arc at all.
3: But yeah, I I don't know. Like, do I get into, or are we, are we just doing early thoughts still, or are we doing?
2: I guess just as sure, the conversation it. goes. Um, I'll 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 give a few more of my thoughts. Sure. Get
3: into your negative I think, thoughts because like, I I, I, want, I want this to turn into an argument at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: first of all, I'll say King's Shark stays the exact same. The first scene with him reveals that he's actually you know sweet inside, and then that's just his character for the rest of the movie. So he doesn't have an arc. I disagree. <laughs> There's just the one scene where he goes to, like, the water aquarium. Honestly, I'm, like, really surprised you guys think, like, all the characters are, like, so three-dimensional. Like, they're very just one note. Like, they're not too much, really. Rick Flagg, on one hand, what I really like here, and I'll, I'll give it to James Gunn, he's nothing like the character in Suicide Squad, which, like, some people could see that as, like, an issue. Like, it's just a new character, basically. I, I like to think that that implies that he has some kind of growth. He's seen enough teams die that he's kind of grown a little bit of attachment for these people. And like, it really means something to him now when people die. It's just cause he's like so hurt by it, which is what I like. It kind of made him seem like, all right, he cares a little bit more, but like Harley Quinn has no role in the movie. She's just really just there. I like Harley Quinn in this movie. Like in this movie, Margot Robbie and the performance. Yeah. I like Margot Robbie's performance. Like she, I just think she's like a fun actress and you know, she's definitely the person here that knows the character the most now. And she's been there the longest that she just, she just you know embodies it and she kills it. So I have fun with her. I think Bloodsport is a terrible character and absolutely just uh deadshot but rewritten like there's no difference
1: at all. They make you a joke just about scratch that out the name. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. <know. laughs> when um do they actually? Amanda I Waller is introducing uh Peacemaker and then she's like Oh, fuck! I can't they remember the They have the exact, have line, the exact
2: same origin. Yeah, it's really funny. They say the exact
1: same line. No,
2: not not
0: Peacemaker and no, I know. No, no. no, no. Let's, I, let's I, well, I think I Dead think what Shot, Gabe's yeah. saying
2: is it's more like like the the cast and crew or like like the Suicide Squad are kind of like interchangeable. Like they're all like pretty similar. And I think it's supposed to be kind of like a meta thing towards Deadshot because yeah, they are very
3: similar. I, I, I totally agree. Yes, but it's like the
0: character is just Shot. like picks up from where the last. It just picks up from where the last one, like, starts, though. Like, that's where where Deadshot
3: ended as a character. But he's immensely more entertaining than Will Smith was.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree that, like, I like all the performances. and I think that they're all entertaining. I don't think there's any well-written character here, though. I don't... I would completely disagree. I think if... And like, if
3: you didn't and like i know it is an issue this is one of my bigger issues with any movie like this and i feel like you're just taking this one to heart more so than like because i feel like the, a lot of the issues you're having here that we'll maybe get into later are in like any movie about anti-heroes one of my issues is when you take a character to a place of like no return at the beginning and then want to give them a redemption arc because I, I i think Oh
0: man! Oh yeah, that's that's what this movie does. And but that's what every so fucking down movie down does. <laughs> just, <if that'd>
2: be, <laughs> like I'd say, no, this one's it, better.
0: That's fine, and that but had... if you're gonna take it to this one, I was gonna yeah. say if you're gonna take it to this extreme though, like I don't know, I didn't hear anyone laugh about the whole freedom fighters joke. Like in my theater, it was pretty quiet.
4: I was dying. And, like, <laughs>
3: what, oh really? I I think what, that's
2: like, I didn't, one of I the didn't, jokes
3: didn't, that probably hit the hardest in my
2: theater.
0: I didn't like hate the joke or whatever, but. Oh man, it bugged me so much that the movie wanted to pull, like, an anti-imperialism, like, message at the end when it's, like, you're making a joke about killing, like, freedom fighters. And at the end of the day, it's still just these people, you know, like, these Americans saving the day, you know, introducing democracy back to these people. Like, give me a fucking break here. But, oh man, so my problem with, like, the, the negativity in this movie is, like, Going on early on, I was like, okay, fine. If that's just what it is, if it's just overly violent, it's just all it is is gore and like butt jokes and like dick jokes, whatever. Like, that's fine. But like, I just find anything else that draws this line is so much better at doing it because they recognize there's a horror in this kind of gore. This movie is so like nihilistic and mean spirited because it's just like every death is just like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, why are you supposed to care? And like, I thought it was just all shock value. There was nothing to. I mean so, every death. I feel, feel like so I've much seen much that argument a lot
3: outside of. Okay, we're getting into spoiler territory now, I guess. But... Okay.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into here. The one that pissed me off, like actually annoyed me, because this is a problem with Guardians Two that I have is that the movie wants to be about these broken people, like this like ragtag people, you know, coming together, finding their humanity within each other, and then so we see Ratcatcher and all of her like back, uh, her backstory trauma, and then with polka dot man it's just a joke like this man's depressed and like he just becomes the butt of every joke and that's all the joke is is that he's depressed and it's like so what he cares about people like why is that funny like it's just so mean-spirited and so immature to me where i'm like oh this sucks like i don't know Honestly, I, in, I, I,
3: disagree, like, I feel like the, the main one probably being the scene with uh oh god i forget his name now is that the point um, Milton. Milton? Milton. That one, that like, scene wasn't, I didn't think I, that was that
0: funny either, to be honest. I thought that was just kind of oh, annoying. Oh, I thought that
3: scene was very funny. I thought it was annoying. Um,
0: it just went on so long, and it was just like, oh, I get it. Like, this is just... I think a that's the only phase. time
3: I laughed at Harley Quinn in the whole movie. Really?
0: That was just another joke where it's just like, this is just being mean-spirited. It's just who cares about people dying. Like, I don't know. I just think, like, we've gone into this, like, especially superhero movies, we just turned this phase where we just love seeing humans die and each other killing each other and like that's just the joke like there's nothing funnier than that that's just the joke like someone gets their face blown off and it's supposed to be just funny and like if that's like what people are into like i'm not hating that or anything i just think it's really repetitive and there's nothing else besides that and like i love the boys. i don't know. I think wait, wait, wait. I don't are... say clear, though. I really love the boys because i think how it handles humor and violence is you're uncomfortable like you're not supposed to be like oh this is awesome this is so funny like when shit happens and it's violent it's like you get a laugh because you're like holy shit like I can't believe what just happened like it's always shocking it's always supposed to make you think about the violence you're watching and it's never just uh, doing it in like a gratuitous sense
2: that's the exception to this genre though like if you want to come have a I don't whole know, conversation Invin-
0: invincible about is the very, impact of like I was saying to Ben I didn't like the first episode of invincible because I thought it was just at trying to be edgy shit just trying to be violent and gore and then as the show goes on it really does recognize the horror of violence and shows you like this isn't funny like this is horrible and this is terrifying and like there are movies sorry I want to say there are movies that handle you know just outrageous violence but if you're gonna have such like graphic like presentation in it I just I just don't find it funny it's just like and like you guys can argue against that that's fine I'm not saying it's not funny on you guys I just don't get anything out of that and I don't want to see like superhero movies become that. I think it's the most depressing
2: angle we could take it. See, here's what I'm going to say. If you want to have a whole conversation about how violence is presented in just like action blockbusters or like superhero movies, like that's fine, but like this movie isn't even like if it was attempting to have a commentary on violence and then it's just presenting it as, like, super fun and over-the-top. You know, I could go into it, but the movie clearly is just, it's doing the same as all the other superhero movies. It's just, it's a lot of action, but this one's just way gorier. And so it's like... Yeah, but
0: that's just, that's all it is, though. It's just supposed to be, like, the joke is like, oh, it's so violent, isn't it crazy we're seeing all these superheroes? But
3: is really violence ever supposed to be funny in this movie much?
0: I mean, I think the whole point of the first, like, should we just say spoilers?
3: Yeah, Yeah, we can
0: talk about that scene. Like, the opening scene and everything? I thought that was trying to go for like, oh my god, isn't this crazy? And like, my theater was just silent. Or even like, uh, what was
4: weasel's death? Got a good
0: laugh. Weasel drowning. I didn't
3: laugh at all. Tori was like, that's fucking. That's
2: hilarious. (laughs) It was
4: hilarious.
3: (laughs) No, that was really funny. Here's the thing: is I think you're taking it at a totally different way. Where one of the reasons I appreciate this as humor so much is not just like making light, or it's not to me, it's not even mean spirited. It's taking something as stupid and ridiculous as a superhero universe and playing it realistically. Like if these people were in this situation, no one has fucking plot armor because that's such a ridiculous thing to a story. They (laughs) do.
0: (laughs) Everyone does. In the first like that so the team A sequence, like it shows like all everyone dying, and then Rick Flag and cuts back to Harley and it's like, okay, well they're not gonna die in the entire movie. It's like why did you even have that scene if you're just gonna deflate the tension right afterwards? I would have rather them just kill off one character and then just have characters to kill off throughout the movie because by the time yeah, you hit the end... Gonna say, yeah, by, I was going to say, that is I was going to mention By too. the time you hit the end, it's like, okay, this is when characters are going to die. Like, there's no surprise anymore. Like, everyone has plot armor. There's scenes when they're raining squids and no one's, like, being hit. There's scenes when they're and dodging that's, bullets. That's and, fair. Yeah, but they're and dodging bullets of fire, have. you know? Like, bullet fire. But I
3: think to know. just go back and say that it's all mean-spirited nature. Like, I don't think that's the point of the joke. I think you're supposed to take away, like, oh, yeah, fuck, if you threw a... Like, they're called the Suicide Squad. They're supposed to be in this no, mission to die. I, get... I think it doesn't... Yeah. It works as a joke in the beginning, and I don't think there's a reason to not laugh at the beginning part. But to go later might be like, why did you open it that way if then for the rest of the movie everybody else has plot even, armor? Like the, that's a complaint. Even
0: the joke about violence, like the thing about the Freedom Fighters, the whole joke is that oh yeah they just killed that all joke these i people. don't like either and will like, admit that i don't like yeah. that okay like okay i didn't no one in my theater really laughed If you guys loved it that's fine what i thought was really annoying too was the fact that this movie is about anti-imperialism and this woman who had her like fucking rag team of freedom fighters slaughtered family and friends she's just like yeah whatever you know i guess we got to work with you i guess we got to work with the devil yeah and it's that, just nothing it's say, like the stupidest moment, thing
1: Oh. As a
3: moment, that doesn't I think I think the setup for the joke is very funny and it's totally shock value, but I think it's like, you never kind of see that like whole giant long sequence of them just showing off killing people. I think the immediate hit of like, oh fuck, they just killed the good guys is very funny, but then the movie has to continue. Yeah, and there's no way to go about that in an appropriate way or like anything so i will say i I was very awkward and uncomfortable because it's just like she's there and her only reaction is oh you stupid americans coming in and killing people but i'll fight for you it's it's okay also i happen to have a whole other like armada somewhere else that will show up at the ending i but honestly i think that whole subplot is so like minuscule when it comes to the grand scheme of the film, that I'm fine with mostly ignoring Honestly, it.
0: Honestly, if you want to be honest, most of this movie is just like that. Is like a lot of the film is just getting you know Rick Flag, getting Harley, getting the plans, and the movie like they go fight the thing. But I like you know? the team
3: dynamic. Like, that's why I no, enjoyed I know.
0: It a I'm lot. just saying. For me though, it's like there's there's nothing to this plot that like it's not like every superhero movie needs to even be like you know such a new thing. But it's like this is just the exact same thing that we've been seeing but it's really to me it just felt really long really stretched out like i like harley in this movie but harley doesn't need to be in this movie and she just makes it longer by having her little side plot thing
3: and yeah harley is what, probably my least favorite part of what, film, what i so.
0: wanted out of this was i wanted to be weird and i wanted to like the group dynamic and to be honest i just don't like any of them i just like I, okay that's not true i like Ratcatcher, and i like king shark i really like polka dot man but Polka Dot Man's a joke and it's the same problem with Mantis or yeah, Mantis and Guardians of the Galaxy too. Where that movie's supposed to be about these like people with trauma coming together, you know, making family with each other. But then Mantis is for some reason just a joke and you have to undercut the entire message of the movie by making her a joke. And it just shows I think Drax is too. No, yeah, Drax makes fun of her too. But like I I feel like you're supposed no, to No, I mean I think Drax is also just a joke. No, but even I,
3: though I, he's got a lot of
2: trauma.
0: Yeah, I think you're supposed to take him a bit more seriously though. He becomes you know, he becomes a in... joke after uh... the
2: first movie for sure.
0: Yeah, but you're supposed to believe a bit more in that, like, you know, he does have something going on. Regardless though, it's cutting it's undercutting the message of the movie by doing that. And that's what I really felt here. Where right away when I saw Polka Dot, man, I'm not gonna lie though, I laughed I laughed at Sean just him saying like you fucking yeah no, you fucking pussy you fucking
3: yeah pussy. <laughs> yeah fucking Calendar Man
0: um boy that's who he yeah, was yeah he was oh that's funny yeah. that's really funny um yeah like I don't know just besides that like right when that happened I was like oh this is just gonna be a Mantis situation like you're gonna I know you're gonna fuck this up you're gonna make a movie wanting me to care about all these characters but you're gonna treat one of them like shit and you're gonna expect me to care and I didn't care and that's just how it is he he did it but the first time and I was. Yeah, I was forgiving the first
3: time in Guardians, but here I'm like... I I don't mind, I get the complaint with Polka Dot Man, but I don't mind it as much because I, I think it's incredibly funny still, so I don't really mind. Like, I love, I don't, usually I don't like that kind of weird, like, edited imagery in movies either, but I thought it was really funny when they all became his mom, and I think it was super, like, I feel like people fucking love the, like, first Avengers movie where Cap's like, Hulk! smash and then he runs off and they were definitely trying to emulate him as like that captain america moment there but i thought that was fucking hilarious when he's just like king shark like nom nom harley take the high ground and he just looks over he's like you know who that is he's like what that's your fucking mother like that part <laughs> fucking killed no me. I, I
0: hated the um i'm a hero and then he just dies <laughs> it was just like are you kidding like it's like this character like fucking oh whatever One of the only ones I actually liked here. Again,
3: though, like, I I will admit a lot of them, like, the first, second act of the movie definitely gives plot armor, but I think that's another one that, like, I don't mind as much, and I think it's funny because I do think it's bullshit that in any other movie, that moment would have just been, oh, now I'm a hero, and then they survive, and they're just cheering in the middle of this action sequence. It bothers
0: me two things is that it it undercuts the whole point of the movie about this ragtag people coming together. And then, number two is just that, like, he was obviously the most OP. He was cutting open the leg, and they're like, okay, let's just kill him right now. And then, like, I know you guys are probably going to disagree. But he is,
3: like, probably too emotionally unstable to really, like, actually benefit them as a team at that point. Like,
0: What do you mean? He was cutting up the leg. I know open. it's sad. Yeah, he also doesn't, of, like, yeah, he doesn't, you like, know, kill people. Can... He was pretty fine
2: with it. Well He does it, like, <laughs> once. Oh, at twice. But he yeah. said
0: to the he was the one that admitted, like, yeah, we killed all your friends because we I pictured my mom. Like, he, no one, none of them have any remorse for what they're doing at all. And then by the end of the movie, we we're also supposed to care about them. It's like they didn't apologize for killing those
3: freedom um, fighters. Ratcatcher doesn't really like ever kill anybody. No,
0: he killed all those freedom fighters. They didn't say anything about it. Oh, that's Peacemaker. Sorry. But yeah, like those two, they don't. there's yeah. nothing said about it. I'm just like. All right, like we're just with this gang of people, and you know none of them are like trying to
3: apologize and make amends here. I mean, Peacemaker again. Spoiler alert does end up being like a villain. Yeah, no, I don't. So I, I, don't I don't
0: care about that one. Like that's that's not what I care about. But like. I think
3: I I I do agree. I, it's harder for me to like actually care about. um Oh god, I almost called him Deadshot.
2: Bloodsport. Exactly.
3: Bloodsport, because I think they just have him have so much. Like, I mean, even the the killing the Freedom Fighter is, like, he could have definitely shown more remorse. I, again, it it sucks that it's, like, it's one 30-second joke in a movie that takes away a lot of their character development, and I agree to that. But, like, I can still just have fun with the movie and then kind of turn my head off and enjoy the emotional moments. I think Ratcatcher is outside of being a part of this group while they're doing this, like, pretty untouchable that way. Like, I, I don't think she does a lot of truly bad things in this movie. Yeah, no, she, and even why yeah, she's she's only in Belle Reve for fucking armed robbery. Like, I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, no,
0: I have nothing against her. And I like uh, the way they show her backstory the, um, through the, the window. Oh, that's such a cool... Like the, yeah, like, it turns, like, yellow and everything. I thought that was really well done and everything. But, like, it was just, like, at that point, I was like, why am I supposed to care? Like, you guys were all been together and, like, no one's giving a shit about, like, all the people that they've murdered. And, like, yeah, she hasn't done anything, but she also didn't, like, you know, no one's showing any remorse or any care about all this bad shit. But on top of all of it, this just being mean-spirited, like, I just, that bothered me. And I get that's the tone in the movie, and that's what it wants to be. But I'm just, like, I I don't care for it. I'd rather just, like, any other thing like this, even, like, what was a good one, Watchmen. I thought that show was fucking weird. And people say, like, this movie is, like, super weird and out there. And I'm, like, I don't really buy into it only because the weirdest things in this movie are obviously like king shark polka dot man and then the big starfish you get three glimpses of the starfish before he comes up on screen and when he comes up on screen they say oh what the fuck so it's like okay like i've been prepped so hard for this already that's for me i thought it was just really underwhelming like it was just like okay yeah like he's here and then once they do fight him it's over in like 10 minutes like it's really just a couple people zap them, they throw the rats at them, and then it's done. And so it just felt like a lot of buildup for something that was just like, we have no villain here. Let's just throw this third act villain with the starfish. And it was just like didn't come together for me. It was just like I don't like this dynamic. There's no good villains here.
3: Nothing like fun really to bring me in.
4: And yeah. All right, I'm gonna
3: I'm gonna sprinkle in some things I loved about this movie to undercut the tension <laughs> and then i'm gonna then i'm gonna bring up my two biggest oh, issues i will, will also
0: i did like the camera work i didn't think it was like incredible and i think people are giving it like saying like oh like this is like you the best shot looking superhero movie
2: in years it's like it's good oh I, yeah like yeah movie. i was gonna say i have some issues it's good well i'm like, just confused at like the the aesthetic at times but it, there was some nice shots i mean compared yeah. to like the marvel shit it looks fucking yeah. incredible right
0: I, another thing i didn't <laughs> like though is like we just go back to like a lot of this movie is just at night and a lot of the movie is just like in a an empty like sandy city which is another thing i didn't hate that wasn't like the visuals but it was like why did you choose to shoot in these really boring places i thought it was fucking boring
2: <laughs> i mean it's just south america <laughs> also though, I,
0: I... I just didn't think this movie should have gone super political considering like you want to be fun but you're having this like anti-imperialist message that you're already undercutting yourself just get rid of it make it about something else like you're not doing anything here you're embarrassing yourself james go ahead
3: all right undercutting the tension here's some things i liked use of reflection Three examples. The one, I'm the mad. first one's not that the great, helmet. but it, it it kicked off the movie, so I have to shut the fuck up. You're spoiling. Oh, shit.
0: oh, the prison, the helmet, and then uh,
3: <laughs> shut up. And then the bus. Yeah. So I feel like it was definitely a choice, but the the first shot of the movie, like flips and is revealed to be the reflection of Michael Worker's yeah. character. That one's like a cool shot, but it's not nothing incredible. Um, then there's the, the when they do the backstory for Ratcatcher two, like I don't even think it's an incredible backstory at that point. She just kind of ex- instead of just having a shot of her explaining it, or instead of she explains it and then cuts to randomly flashbacks, I love that it's just the the window of the bus yeah. becomes like a screen that like projects her flashbacks onto it. I thought that looked it really be, cool. It'd be very forgettable if yeah, it'd be very forgettable if not if it was um, a shot like that. Which is why I love it though. It would have just been every other sequence if it wasn't. But because he d- decided to make it like that, I think it really stood yeah, out. I agree. And I do, I love that last flashback that she gets with her dad when they're sitting on top of the the tower. I fucking hated that flashback. <laughs>
0: why? It's just like the song is just like, it's so cheesy. And it's like, yeah, it's supposed to probably be a little funny. Like, it's just such a, like an uplifting song when there's all these rats. But it's just like, I don't know, it just felt like honestly very I, I in just there. really
3: liked her character I thought it was supposed and to be a joke the second time like, I watched I it honestly second time I watched it I, I teared up when it cuts back to really? her and she's like crying Tori cried too yeah. I was
0: like what? like I don't get it <laughs> I just don't get
3: it I just she's such a sweetheart yeah, and you yeah. just have to like put a... yourself into her shoes of like how much she cared about her dad even knowing how, much, like how messed up he was the rat's really cute. and now she's actually taking what her dad created and doing something good with it you know <laughs> I like. I just loved her character. I thought yeah. she was super no, sweet. She was, I liked her a lot too. Um, But yeah, the third sequence, this is the one that I thought was actually like, incredibly impressive. I wish it went on for a bit longer, but yeah, there, there's an entire like, part of a fight sequence between Rick Flag and Peacemaker that you watch through Peacemaker's helmet that's on the ground. Like it starts it's off. Very shiny. You wish it went longer? Yeah. Yeah, I wish it was, I, I don't know, because it was a very big, it was a longer fight sequence that I wish just kind of, like, wasn't, set, it was only, like, probably 15 seconds yeah. in the reflection. I, I feel like, though, as longer
0: as it was going on, I was like, okay, now I want to see this, like, let's let's cut to the action.
3: Oh, no, I thought that was great, <laughs> I wanted more of that. I do really like that shot, that was really cool. That was, a, also, I think most of the fight choreography in the movie was awesome a lot of the hand-to-hand combat was great I I don't like the payoff of the joke but the sequence of them like trying to show off killing all the freedom fighters before when you think they're the bad guys is really funny and I love when John Cena I love when John Cena goes up to the guy and just like stabs him 20 times as he's walking by
0: like I like that I like the machete but that scene bothered me just because a lot of the scene is just like you film from the side and then the camera would turn and they'd suddenly just have like three people in front of them and it'd be like, oh, you didn't hear anything? No one screamed. No one alerted the other people. I didn't like the action because I thought a lot of the action was people waiting around. And like, fuck, the Harley Quinn prison scene. That's a lot of people just waiting around, waiting to like kind of jump in there.
3: When she's breaking out of the prison? Yeah, yeah. Oh like the jail cell. was the
0: one jail cell where there's like the three uh, were the dudes or
3: whatever. That's yeah, yeah. I think just the middle part is. The ending's not. And I really liked that explosive, like, once it kind of comes into, like, Harley's perspective almost, and, like, the explosion of colors all behind her.
0: Yeah, that 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 stuff's... I love that, though. That's yeah, amazing. that was
3: probably yeah. the only, like, Harley part that I thought was really cool and, like, true to the character.
0: I'm not gonna lie, though. I didn't think the, um, and then, the last act was very good, either. It was just, like, people shooting at the giant, like... Yeah, I, I just... Really... just no, like not as much... Starfish, yeah. Like, with,
3: Not as much with stero. But I think everything in Jotunheim was incredible. Like the second they got into Jotunheim, until the second it was like destroyed, I thought that was in- incredibly tense, funny, action-packed. Like everything across the board was perfect in there.
0: I like yeah. um, I elbow falling down this, the the floors. That was really that crazy. was great. Really silly.
2: yeah, it's one of the few modern superhero movies with like decent action and with an interesting third act because I always hate the third acts in these movies, and this was one of, like, I could probably count it on one hand, but it's one of the few uh, third act, you know, like, big CGI fights things, whatever, that I actually enjoyed.
3: Oh, random, random uh, other thing I liked about it was I liked, I, I usually, for some reason, I'm very biased against them. I usually hate use of titles in movies. I thought all the titles in here were really cool, except for Meanwhile, Harley. I only liked stupid. the
0: Jotunheim one. Me and Tori were like, that one's cool.
3: Oh, where it was the the roof of the building
2: and then the camera goes over and it's all like the uh, fans and other stuff. I thought that one was the coolest one
3: for sure, but I really liked like once the first Team A had died and Michael Rooker was the last one to go and his blood spelled out Warner Brothers Pictures Presents. I thought that was really cool. Um, The one where it's like all the shit on the beach. I didn't like that it literally just said now. I hate that. But whatever.
0: And
3: um, the meanwhile Harley one looked cool. I just hate that it says meanwhile, comma Harley. <laughs> I don't know. It's just stupid. <laughs> but it's fine.
0: I didn't like hate any of those. I just felt like they were like just trying to get some flashes of gun being like, I want to do something new. I want to get some style in here.
2: Yeah, the movie had a lot, a lot of style.
0: Yeah, reminded me of a. I didn't like all like the um, the breaks and like the non-linear story every now and then. I just felt like there's just no point for it. It felt like they kind of hit like a a point where they're like, okay, fuck, we need to like rewrite it.
2: It was much better handled here than in Birds of Prey where the uh, the um, non-linear structure like severely hampered that film. I thought here it was better because they let you kind of settle into it before they started jumping around and they didn't jump around like as excessively.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Alright, I, I have my two major complaints still to quickly say. So Gabe, you wanna chime in and say some things you liked before we finish off?
1: Um, I think I basically touched on them at the beginning. Um I can get why like you go, I see why if you this like action, like over the top brutality, it's just like it's just like who finds this funny, who finds enjoyment out of this at times. Like I get that and like for me, like I, I know we've talked in our group chat about Deadpool. I really like Deadpool personally, and this makes Deadpool look tame. And I Deadpool like is tame over the top. Well, okay, yeah, but you <laughs> know what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and I just like shit like this. And you know, if a movie just puts me in a good mood, especially when I'm going into it previously not that great in the mood, I think that's. A good thing and that's what this movie did i just yeah i really enjoyed it i liked like i said all the most of the character work there's a few that i'm just like eh whatever um and like i said before like the comedy in it does hit a lot of times the other times it doesn't i think i personally think it paces really well i did like the breaks with kind of backtracking into other things and jumping forward to other parts of the story i think that was really good. Rather than if they kind of left it chronologically on how these events happen I'm not sure if it was it, it would be like spaced out as well. If that makes sense, yeah, not as interesting. Um, I think the best was yeah, um,
2: when they uh, when Peacemaker and Rick Flag are about to fight, and then they cut back to before, so then you can see Bloodsport uh, going down the uh, like like three different you don't of even
3: Yeah, you don't even get to the point where they're about to fight. It's just he pulls a gun on Ratcatcher 2 and then it cuts away oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 i thought that
0: confrontation was really underwhelming too just i don't know it's not like there was like so much build-up but it was just like oh shit here we go and they shoot a gun it's like we're done now okay (laughs) never mind yeah that could
3: have been a big fight sequence but i thought the build-up was good enough that i'm not pissed that it was like that but yeah it definitely could have been a better sequence hear me
0: out the line that John Cena says to him was, "I have smaller bullets." And then the twist is that he doesn't have smaller bullets. And Idris Elba. Yeah, yes. it is weird. It's just kind of dumb to me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What's? It's not like, oh, haha! Like, you didn't have the smaller bullets. It's just like, what? Who cares? Like, what the?" Fuck?
2: No, that that's no, no. It's it's Idris Elba had the smaller bullets. John Cena had like the big explosive ones. No, did always. Idris
0: Elba say I have the smaller bullets?
2: Yeah, Elba does. Yeah, oh, so that's how okay. he's able to beat him. Never
0: mind. I thought Peacemaker said that. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, honestly,
3: I I think Jacob's right. Yeah, I think peacemaker
0: no. No, I, I think peacemaker said <laughs> No,
3: it, yeah, it's it's peace on the second time when yeah. I watched it knowing that that was I was like, "Wait, why did John Cena just say he has smaller bullets? Yeah, that doesn't make any just, like, sense." I think,
1: I think too, the yeah. line is peacemaker. Peacemaker says, "I my I use smaller bullets. My bullets can go through your bullet hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. line that he says. So it's
0: like, why did they turn it around? And it's just Yeah, it, it is it weird. I I didn't like, notice that... it
3: the first time. The second time knowing that that was the thing, that he had smaller bullets, and then John Cena says it, I was like, wait, what?
0: Yeah, it just seems like, a, is a mistake? Like,
1: did you just, it's gonna be cool yeah, he doesn't know.
0: have the smaller bullet I don't get it. Like,
1: but, uh, yeah, like I was saying, um... Or, like, if they were arguing did, back like, and
3: forth about who has smaller bullets, maybe, and then it turns out that the one did, I don't know.
1: I, like, you were talking about the title, those title card things, and just, like, the meanwhiles, and, like, Operation, so, like, Operation Jotunheim, and then it, like, fizzles out to Operation Harley after rick flag like we gotta do like one more thing first um i think that's all paced it really well especially at the that last scene where it's like the eight minutes earlier because i feel like if they were intertwining that that uh peacemaker and uh rick flag fight scene with the stuff going on the upstairs office with polka and man harley Bloodsport and milton <laughs> I feel like that would have just been like, oh, what are the odds? I mean, it still is, what are the odds? But I, I just like them focusing on one thing and then focusing on another thing and then eventually they meet in the middle. Because I would have been like, what are the chances you land at the perfect? It time?
2: doesn't overcrowd it.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: But yeah, that's that's what are your? You said you
1: had two. Before you say that, okay, one so, of them
0: better be Pierre capaldi not being in this movie for like the entire thing yeah that was my
4: biggest one, that's my biggest
3: one, my biggest one. Ugh, not even just cuz okay i'll do that one it, last but the other one is movie
0: like it was just like Oh,
3: uh, i know i know ever. he was he was my okay i guess we'll just get this one over i uh, i'm a huge huge fucking doctor who fan uh, as a typical TV fan, regardless, I always find it, like, fun when someone's only big, because they're on one big TV show, and then to see their career blossom into film. And specifically, I always want people that have played the Doctors to get more work in big movies. Matt Smith's career is kind of taken off. Yeah, I guess David was- Tennant's had a pretty good career.
0: Wait, I, um, what's he been in,
3: actually? I mean, he's got he's going to oh, be in, in Last end Night Soho, so. so, like, it's oh, yeah, taking yeah, yeah. off. Okay, okay, okay. He was supposed to be a big villain in all the Terminator movies that didn't happen. but (laughs) Um, Either way, people want him. So that's nice, at least. And yeah, Peter Capaldi is kind of like the last of the trio to kind of get into American cinema or just bigger movies in general. So I was stoked for him in this. Thinker could and should be a big like Justice League level villain. Um, So I was excited for like, I like the Thinker as a villain. I love Peter Capaldi. At a certain point on my first watch, I was almost anticipating that he was going to turn out to be the main villain. That st- he was going to be like controlling Starro in a way, or that by the end of it, it was going to reveal that he has more like a- underlying ambition. He he is playing an entirely new thinker. I'll at least give James Gunn that credit. Of he's like, there's been three thinkers in the comics, and he is an entirely new one. I remember being really confused when they kept calling him like. What what is it? Gre-, Gre something graves or greaves. Whatever his name is, it's a confusing name. But I was like, why? I was like, which thinker is that? Because I could think of like two of the thinkers from the comics, and I was like, that's not his name. in that maybe he's like a lesser known one, but he just made up a new thinker, who's I guess not that smart and not that powerful and not that interesting. And, like, also, Peter Capaldi is so fucking funny. If you've ever seen the the old BBC show, The Thick of It, he's fucking hilarious in that. He's got a lot of great humor in Doctor Who. Like, he's an incredible actor across the board, and they misused him in every aspect in this. And, again, like, if it was just, like, oh, I'm a Peter Capaldi fanboy, I didn't get what I want, I wouldn't consider it an argument against the film. But knowing that they're specifically using Finker and that he, like, should have a role to play here, it just is so unfortunate that he didn't really at all. Yeah, me
0: me being separated from both of that, I just saw him as just a character where I'm like, he's just here to do some, ex, like, exposition, be in the trailer shot, and then he's dead. Like, that was just it. Like, why did
3: he, And I thought they'd Yama be more, because like, he, kept, he kept threatening, saying, like, I'm the only one who can control Starro, I'm the yeah, only one. And it's like, eh, it feels like like, I, I get maybe that was supposed to be, like, oh, he was just saying that to not die, but, like, I don't... You didn't. You weren't. <laughs> I understand you were the one doing tests on him for 30 years, but, like, he didn't have any power over him. He just told people to build a fucking facility around him. I wish they
0: fleshed him out as a villain more, because we were just left at the end with, like, Starro, who has... There's no real personality there, let's be honest, and then just a couple, like, nameless or faceless, like, soldiers and stuff like yeah, that.
3: Yeah, even in the comics, like, thinker has at at times had the ability to like put himself into the body of other sentient beings and i was like when he was like being held by him at the ending i was like is there even a chance that he's just gonna like put himself into starro and like he'll be starro and then no he just gets ripped apart and dies and i was like oh my
2: god fuck
3: anyway my other one was just harley's whole like fucking fucking 10 minute sequence where it's like the romance thing and she's yeah that bothered me too that was so not funny not interesting didn't like really have any impact on the plot other than now the generals the president
0: i was was saying to Tori, i was like and it's not even a i don't think this is like that big of a deal but wasn't birds of prey about literally like separating her from her sexuality and trying to bring her back to just being like you know not sexualized it's not like the are sexualizing or anything like that. Like it wasn't, but I was like,
3: yeah, I but mean, like, I, oh, but like, she's getting at dick least now? she had that <laughs> like moment whatever. at the ending. I, I I don't know. I like that at the ending. She's at least like oh, I told myself if I ever started feeling something for a guy again, and I got one red flag, I'd just kill her. Just to me, I like was I didn't like, mind.
0: Maybe you just should have skipped over all of this and just.
3: Yeah. No. Like none of that needed out. to be there. But again, like I, I'm. There's always an argument of like that didn't need to be there. But I don't I don't care as long as it was fun yeah, or yeah, interesting yeah. or funny. I like the most it was the nothing. Movie, like honest. that whole sequence I didn't laugh once. It didn't do anything for the plot. It was just so pointless and I was bored out of my you fucking mind. Was Even the song uh,
0: to like uh, ruin the character of Harley. Her first line was like, "Fuck, what's the I got to do? I took a number 2. Sorry I'm late." And it's like, "What?"
3: What's the song they used in that movie? Cuz I forget what it is now, but if I when I remember hearing it, I recognized it as being used in a different like rom-com or like a different movie that tried to use it as like a jokey funny romance song and I was like someone already did this and the song' is not even good I
4: don't
2: know.
3: also yeah I didn't love the soundtrack
2: this time around as much yeah there's... like the needle the needle drops or the score needle drops right well, I yeah. guess both were kind of underwhelming yeah <laughs> I
3: felt like we're definitely <laughs> underwhelming I didn't
2: the score probably was fine. Yeah, it was. It was just typical superhero score. Like, well, honestly, just like typical blockbuster score. It was very generic. You barely notice it. There are a few no motifs. Yeah. It just kind of exists. There are a few honestly, like, that like my only. Like actual songs. I guess we're talking. Yeah, I guess, we're, talk... yeah, I guess we're talking about complaints, and like this isn't even. Honestly, my only like, I don't even want to call it an issue, but I guess the only thing I can really like say separates this one from I guess the other DCM movies that I enjoy more is that. There was nothing surprising here. It was exactly what I expected. So I watched it. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm like, yep, this is great. It's good fun. And it's exactly what I expected. Uh, Well, like something like, I guess, Aquaman, Justice League, or Shazam were like really surprising for me because I didn't expect much from them. And so I guess they just appealed to me more uh, because of that element of surprise where it was like something kind of new. Well, this one was just, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be, which is fine. But that's just kind of how I Honestly, took it. Honestly, I don't
0: really think it's fine. I think superhero movies need to try to do a bit more lately. And, like, not that, like, every No, no,
2: I don't mean in that sense. I mean more in, like, my expectations. Oh, okay,
0: Because I was going to say, like, not, yeah. like, every movie needs to, like, you know, re- like, just be this new crazy reinventing thing. But it's just, like, I just thought this was, like, very generic. I'm not going to lie. Like, it just, the plot was just nothing that we haven't seen before. And, like, I don't know, people hate on Marvel for having, like, these, like, moments of sentimentality that people say like aren't real or whatever but i feel like marvel right now is trying to do a bit more in the last year at least than i mean dc hasn't done much except side of this but this was just like this could just be a movie out of like mid-2000s mid 2010s and it'd, it'd be like yeah you know no one would know yeah, no, i think
4: this
2: one i think this one ha- this one has the sincerity and embraces the comic book craziness which is, i think what separates it from marvel and just like a lot of like the sentimentality general comic book here stuff all, though.
3: Yeah, but it's All right. I I wanna say one thing that might feel like an attack on you, Jacob.
0: Alright.
3: Um just because it's like I don't get it. I just feel like you're super harsh on this movie, and I get I, I I almost agree with most of your arguments. I just don't think they're that big of a deal. And like the idea that you're saying it's just so generic, like I know we've gotten into scraps over this movie before, but I just can't wrap my head around how this is a generic movie that you give like a two and a half star or a two star to. Yeah, I'm probably gonna give it two star. <laughs> oh my god! But you fucking like l- enjoyed Far From Home, or like probably didn't even know. give Captain yeah, Marvel or Black far... Widow that bad a review. Like honestly, though, Black, Black... Widow and Captain right, Marvel. Right, hear are me out. Fucking...
0: Black Widow. Yeah, that movie is very generic as well. But I do believe that like the, the sincerity there, I believe it. Like I believe these actors, you know. What sincerity And what? And like no- all the family there's no, stuff. There's nothing there. Florence Pugh and like there's Florence nothing. Pugh and David Harbour. That was the one of the scenes that... we were talking about. You don't like that movie. That's oh, fine. But that's just one of the things that we were all mentioning last time. Is that we all like you know, Florence Pugh and David Harbour. No, I didn't though. I didn't. No, like I'm that. saying you're saying that, but all of us agreed that we like. Yeah. That. Okay. Sure. For, like far from home. I guess far from home. I agree. Like yeah, there's a lot of in it that's just stupid and generic. But, like, yeah, that's a guilty pleasure movie of mine where I'm like, I don't know. It's just Spider-Man trying to do something else or trying to go outside of New York. And it's not, like, amazing or anything, but it's just a fun little teen movie, you know, teen drama. And that's kind of just what I've expected of these Spider-Man movies now, so I'm just enjoying it. This one, I'm like, this is just literally doing the same three-act structure as every super uh, superhero movie. And, like, it's just not really doing much except, you know, it's got a couple of weird elements and it's got some, like, violence and humor. That we've seen, and like since 2016, like Kickass has been doing this, you know, like everything's been doing this. Everything's caught up lately.
2: I think but it just goes it down to execution. Movie? What? It's an execution. Ultimately, I think that's what well, that's what it is for Jacob. Because there's a lot of superhero movies I love that it's like yeah. the structure is like pretty much the same. Like, okay, my beloved Aquaman is like script wise is <laughs> nothing special. It's exactly the same as all, like the typical. Superhero stuff, but then like the execution of it, the style, and like the spectacle is like way over the top. It's not, yeah, I, and I don't so like,
0: right so hard on it being too, like, so generic. If it wasn't also like coming after a string of like Marvel movies and a string of DC movies that feel like they're trying to actually change like the course of you know, like, let's just do something new, even Birds of Prey, which you know, eventually has a stupid like third act that kind of like fumbles on itself. A lot of that movie is just Harley Quinn hanging out and like whether or not you like it, that's trying something new. I think Loki, again, it's just these fun little adventures, you know, WandaVision, big swings. Falcon and Winter Soldier hated the ending. I do think that show is going for something new. I think superhero movies have kind of hit this place where it's just stagnant and they're just, you know, like recycling the same stories over and over again. And I just keep on seeing people say that this one's so new. So I just feel like it's like I don't know. That's why this one feeling generic to me is such a big thing. Because like, I do acknowledge there are some weird moments in it, but I don't think this is like the step forward that people are making it out to be. Like this is just. I think it's new mostly
2: course. down to just. I think it's new mostly down just like the execution and like the humor and like the tone of it is definitely different from like your typical superhero thing. Because it is definitely like way cruder, it's just, way crasser. It's like it's like the, the violence, I think, like, is hey going to be. Yeah.
0: You know? that's just it yeah but
2: the violence is way more extreme than like most of these types of movies and we're already seeing like if you look at the box office the audience scores like they're good but they're not like universally liked because I think it is turning off a lot of people and like I know there's people I cannot recommend this to because it's just way too violent and like I'm not gonna lie I like not like
0: a prude I like fire the movies I just feel like with superhero movies if you're gonna have like presentation this gory I'm like you gotta play into the horror a bit more like I think Everything else uh, I don't agree. Uh, no, I don't that's, agree. That's your, that's think, your guys' opinion. I'm saying for me though, R-rated films for me don't that have to even, fit into like yeah, no, that's deconstruction. It. I'm saying that's for you guys, but for me, if it's gonna land as horror, or if it's gonna land as comedy, if it's gonna land as anything besides just shock value and like gratuitous, it's gotta do a bit more because I just think this is like nothing really, and like I the, the, the only real the floor, reason I fine. I just don't really get anything out of it though. That's
3: it's fine to not get anything out of it, I guess. The only reason I think it it shouldn't really be an issue that way is if it's literally just going for like all the other movies are doing things just as violent, just not showing what it would actually look like. Like they're just dumbing it down to get that PG rating so that kids can come in. Like yeah, they're still doing not, these violent things not like and like not saying anything of, like,
0: about it. movies or anything, or trying to like you know be a comic. No, I know, them.
3: but that that's why. Like, I don't think it should be an issue that it just looks more realistic. Like I, All these other heroes are still doing things just as bad as these people. I, they just don't show blood. Okay, I, so, that's more
0: large scale. I think that's a weird comparison, though. It's like, you don't want to see this in Spider-Man. Like, What do you mean? You don't want to see Spider-Man breaking people's bones. Like, Same with Batman. It's like, I don't want to see that if it's like...
4: Uh, Batman. No, I Batman do. sure, some
0: of them. But if it's like Batman and like, Batman 89 or Batman Returns, like, no, I don't want to see that level of gore. And, like, sure, maybe that's more realistic, but I don't need to see that. Like, it's fine. We've done literally 30 years of superhero. I know, you don't need to. We've done so many years of superhero movies without that. Why are we starting now?
2: So you're saying you want them to stay the same while also being different
0: now? Yeah, I want superhero movies to get weird and not just be like, we need to be super nihilistic and mean-spirited. Like, I want them to do something new that isn't just kick-ass or just
3: Deadpool again, you know?
2: And I think it's pretty different from those two. I and I love kick Alright, alright,
3: we really gotta move on if we still want to do this third movie, yeah. though. And I don't want to just, like, glaze over Jacob's pick.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna go into it again, but, like, all these anti-hero movies pussy out and make them, like, the most soft-edged bad guys. Well, this one, they're, like, literally, like, villains. So I did like that. But anyway, let's go to final I, I get
3: I get both sides. Like, I, I get a lot of Jacob's issues. I just don't think they should be as, like, degrading as... Personally, I, when I
0: watched this movie, I just felt like shit. Like, <laughs> I'm really glad you guys like felt good and like gave us saying like, yeah, I felt like great after. I felt in a good mood. I'm just like, I wish I could get that. I left this movie and I was like, James Gunn, you just hate people. You're the new Michael Bay. Like,
2: <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was uh That was my.
2: Okay. Bay.
3: All right, final <laughs> film. Final film. Four out of ten. Oh wait, well, ratings? Well, I guess final... ratings.
2: Final rating for me, 8 out of 10. It was solid. Nothing too surprising, but
4: exactly what I wanted.
1: Three eight and a 4. I also gave it an 8. Sick. Alright. On to Jacob's pick, which was Love and Pop. Me
0: to, to read it out? Do you, you want, want me I'll, to I'll, do I'll read this or out? you want to do it? I'm not going to read any actresses. So this movie is a 1998 <laughs> experimental film called Love and Pop, directed by... Hidaki Ano who is the director of Evangelion. Um it's his first live action movie and you know it's pretty hard to find but we all we all found it and um before we get into it I I just want to ask Gabe do you know like cuz you said you don't know anything about Evangelion right? No. So I guess you just don't know like any context <laughs> about this movie.
1: <laughs> Was there context about it? I don't like, think you have yeah, to I mean, see no, I don't, it I don't think have you have know. to either but I think
0: Like, it adds on to it a bit, but I won't explain anything besides... Because I I said this to you...
2: Gabe is pure. He's not tainted by
0: anime. Basically, all you need to know is that Anno hates his audience, and a lot of anime dweebs fucking love Evangelion and sexualize the shit out of the underage girls in that show. You don't need to know that to really watch this movie or anything. The one thing that I said to Gabe today that I don't know if you guys knew was that... So this movie's about a young underage girl who's trying to save up for a ring, and by doing that, she goes on these dates with these older men and this was all legal in Japan. Like this is very much, there's nothing wrong here. They could have done that up until a year after this movie came out. So it was called compensating dating and Japan's laws on prostitution were very loose, basically meaning that even if a pimp or somebody was caught, you know, like with an underage girl, like trying to get them in, there was no real consequences. It was just like, Oh
2: yeah, you're charged. All right, you're But out. that's been changed now, right?
0: Yeah, they, so they changed it a year after this movie, but at the time
4: of this oh, movie was,
2: Yeah, it was I was about to say, dang, I'm about to go book my ticket to Japan. Oh
4: my god. <laughs>
2: <canceled>. Alex <laughs> Come
4: on. Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh. But um yeah, so everything you're seeing in here in this movie, uh it's that that was the that was the vibe in Japan in nineteen eighty eight, I guess. But uh I'll, I'll let you guys go first so I don't know who's top to bottom so we'll just go Alex Alex what do you think about this movie
2: Love and Pop more like Love and Poop because it's poop
3: Alex we agreed
2: <laughs> okay that's the one pun I, I couldn't help anyway um, Love and Pop so it. yeah I'm a big Evangelion yeah, Evangelion fan Um, like I was aware of it like I've watched it before Ben or Jacob because I know I think I told Ben to watch it uh, like a year or two ago Um, but you know, I've been a big Evangelion fan for a while, at least probably four years now, four or five years. And I've always been interested in watching his other uh, films, including Love and Pop. And this is a film that sort of like leaves and goes on YouTube every like couple months on a cycle. And every time I've tried to watch it, I'll be like, it's on YouTube. Perfect. I'm going to sit down and watch it. And it's taken off. And so luckily with Jacob's pick, I finally had to track it down and watch it. And I'm really happy I did because I thought it was a a great film. Um, Similar with a lot of his work, it's definitely a lot to take in. And I'm not sure I fully wrap my head around everything this film is going for. Um, But it's certainly one that I know will stick with me because it is very experimental. It sort of came out at the dawn of uh, digital camcorders. So obviously it's all shot on that consumer grade. A lot of POV cameras, you know, like swirling and swiping across the screen in ways you can't normally do. And it gives a kind of like a home video quality to it, um, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, before I, I guess, delve into the themes, but um, yeah, no, I thought it was really uh, surprising. It's definitely very much Anno, like a lot of his avant-garde visual tricks that you see in Evangelion show up here, uh, which was kind of fun uh, to see uh, translate to live action. And uh, yeah, no, it was a really moving and disturbing uh, drama. You guys? Ben. Gabe.
1: Ben. Gabe. Ben. Gabe. Oh my god. Okay. So. Wasn't a big fan. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> oh my god. I might be <laughs> the uh, outcast of the one here. Uh, I'll dive into it more after. I don't want to say all my thoughts at once. Um, I There were some things I loved about this movie. And very much enjoyed. But. Overall, I just couldn't quite get into it, and I tried. Why not? And I don't, I don't know. I just, I tried, and I just couldn't get into it. I was like, I honestly got kind of bored, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Um, like I said, there are things I love that I can, I'll touch upon after. But just yeah, overall, I just wasn't a massive fan of it. Uh honestly I'm a little somewhere in between.
3: I will say I I think it's really really good. I don't I think it like just missed the mark of being great for me. Um I think like narratively it's obviously exploring something I didn't know. Like I think I'd heard some of this stuff before but I didn't know it was such a huge part of the culture. So like it was an interesting thing to explore but narratively I don't think it like really did anything absolutely insane here it was pretty straightforward i think the the main takeaway is yeah like that kind of avant-garde style rise of the digital age there there are so many individual sequences and or shots here that i thought were absolutely incredible plus i'm a sucker for trains so fuck that was cool
2: so is
4: all. um
3: yeah i love love me some trains it didn't quite hit the kino levels of from russia with love but uh, enough trains to satisfy me Oh yeah, that's some um, good trained
2: core film. Like ah
3: it's I feel like we need to get into a conversation about it. But part part of me loves some of the like crazy fast paced editing in this movie and the the weird usage of titles. But I think it, it works so much better in anime. Here's here's and it's a lot I, like I
0: have a theory. There's all these like millisecond like cuts. In animation, like if you can you can have shots that last less like half a second. And your brain can pick up on animation easier. Like, you can just digest what you're processing. Like, process what you're viewing, sorry. And live action, for whatever reason, like, it just takes an extra second. And I don't think he understood that yet. Like, maybe <laughs> but, maybe but that was I, wrong. I, I think like, it, maybe I'm just guessing. But, like, that's what I, that's what I was guessing from this. It's just that there's all these, like, um, shots that are, like,
3: boop, boop. I think that? that's a huge complaint because... I'm not saying. It's an I complaint. think
0: I'm saying, yeah. Like I just think that's what it was. Is all.
3: No, no. For me, I think it, it it is and should be. Like I think it's a valid complaint because I'm there were so many. Like it, I'm just it, saying. It,
0: that's what I think. It, was it almost
3: idea, hurt my brain. Like I I've only ever like had trouble paying attention to a movie a couple times. The newest Jason Bourne. Holy fuck, that gave me a headache. <laughs> and this is one of them. Like I, I there were times where I had to like really like blink for a long time. So I was like fuck, this is like distracting confusing like way too much at once. And and he had so many amazing unique choices of shots. Even something as simple as like the 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 sequence where the the two girls get dinner outside and it's an overhanging like birds eye view split down the middle by that barrier, like that was a really cool shot. So many individual moments in this that are amazing. Um and some great film work with obviously, you know, kind of shitty quality cameras. Um, I also, even just, not even down to the fast-paced editing, I don't think there was a single use of, um, like, the vertical aspect ratio that worked for me here. I don't know why he decided to start doing that at random times. It's okay. Even...
0: Okay, before we get into everything that doesn't doesn't work, let's just say, though, like, this isn't meant to be a typical narrative structure. Like, this is supposed to be an experimental movie. So it's like, you know, a lot of these choices, whether they don't work or not, like... I think I'm just a bit more forgetting on them and letting him just do them and kind of dissecting why or n- why not they don't work, you know, like, so for that one, I think it's more just supposed I, to be like reflecting her feelings and she's cornered. Like, I know. Oh, and like I,
3: th- the one I could kind of, but it's also like all four girls in the one shot, too. So yeah, I don't know they're, why. They're like, I don't
0: there. know. I think is that the one you're talking about? Where like they're, they're kind of it's cornered, just them
3: kind of- looking for the ring. It's just them looking at the ring. And then it randomly is like that compressed shot of them all standing there.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know the, the idea there were, is that, there yeah, were a couple supposed to be like, yeah, reflecting like the movie.: Yeah, there's the a character. couple uses
3: of it where it worked, but then um, oh fuck, I feel like we talked about a movie recently too, where like some of the stuff, I, I could like think about it for a second, and be like, oh, they did this because of that, but then they'll do it again for what seems like no reason, and it just doesn't work, and it looks bad. Um. And again, like I did really like this movie, so it sounds like I am not that big on it right now. I'm just trying, and I, I, I like. I don't know if you were just hoping Gabe would like it or surprised, but I don't think oh, I, after, I would
0: ever. After I uh, we watched Old, I knew that Gabe
3: probably wasn't gonna like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was Old. Old was the one I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, like I don't think there's a single person I know that I would recommend this movie to, That's even fine. though I really liked it. Out outside of us. Not including Gabe, I guess. I don't think there's a single person I know that I would recommend it to. Yeah, it doesn't make well, it a only, bad. Only, only like though. like my art house.
0: <laughs> yeah, friend. like I wouldn't say that makes it a bad movie though. Like
3: it's. Just, no, no, no. I'm yeah. just saying your shock at Gabe was surprising to me because, like, I would not. I, no, I, I, I wasn't. wasn't very, yeah, yeah, I wasn't actually I wasn't actually very shocked. <laughs> I, I, I also do think there's a difference between movies where I wouldn't recommend it to anybody and why I wouldn't judge anybody for not appreciating it because I think yeah I don't know I, I think the editing and one of the first scenes of this movie is them going through Japan and the, the guys are pestering them asking to, offering to pay them money to go like to take them to dinner or whatever and I thought at first it was just going to be that heavy fast-paced editing whenever they're in Japan walking the streets to kind of mimic the chaotic feeling of like, the city life of Japan, because it's, like, one of the most overpopulated parts of the entire world. It's bustling, it's insane, and they're being harassed. Like, everything about that evokes a a very chaotic feeling. So that editing would have worked amazingly there, if it ever took a minute to slow down. And there are, like, one to two scenes in this whole movie that ever stop that really crazy, chaotic editing. And I I think it's the biggest detriment to the film. I Uh,
2: I agree with Ben there, because I know some of the editing, like I enjoyed some of it, but a lot of times I'm like, okay, it's clearly like very disorienting. And I'm like, is it like, is he doing that on purpose? Or is that just his style? Because during some of the scenes, it's like when the men are harassing them, I'm like, okay, I think that's supposed to be the point. But then other times it's like, it doesn't make sense for the scene. Like I'm trying to remember now, but I think there's one where she's just like in a car, in a taxi and it's going all like whack. And I'm like, really? i uh not sure what you're going for here, but okay.
0: I was gonna say I didn't really think the like the editing, there's a couple moments, but I thought more than anything, like it slows down, I'd say in like the second half, like pretty considerably. Like once she just gets like get knows she wants to ring and she's going through like all the dudes. Like I didn't think that was ever like
3: fast paced. I thought it was like almost uncomfortable. Uh, it slow. slows down <laughs> the like two of the bigger scenes where it does get slower are definitely there, but I think a lot of it is it still keeps up with that editing.
0: Really, I I didn't I didn't think so much too much because I thought like a lot of it was just like, what's the word like, mainly, kinda mainly out, just like the, the two like, big like, dates did the two things. big
3: dates they allowed it to slow down. I
0: don't know. I thought even like by the ending though, like it's just like her going through the house and stuff like that, her lying in bed. But I was gonna say before we like keep talking about this stuff, what I love so much about this movie because I haven't actually really said too much. I, what I love <laughs> so much is that like, both is just like a shock to Japan like. Ano is just having these shots of these, like, men disgustingly in this camera, and it's, like, so, like, assaulting and disgusting, and he's just, like, shoving the audience's nose in it, and saying, like, this is the shit that you guys are doing right now, and it's disgusting. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know, I just feel like it's such a protest, and it's such such an angry movie, but it's also one that, like, it's just comes from such a place of understanding where, like, they don't ever, like, the men don't ever get a nice moment of, like, they're never seen in a good light. They're always just black and white. Like, they're disgusting men. But these women, like, it just shows how it affects their self-image, how it affects their worth, you know, how that much they want to, like, how much they want to see themselves as, like, adults, but they can't because, you know, like, they're kind it's of... Trapping. very empathetic. Yeah, like, you just feel so bad for them. And a lot of it, like, I was reading into it, is a lot of it is, like, the kind of, like, economics that came up in the, the country at the time. Whereas, like, you know, they came out uh, out of a boom. There wasn't a lot of jobs. People were kind of just, like, sitting around, you know, like, looking for something. And it kind of caused a lot of women to, like, turn to materi- like material values to kind of, like, try to make themselves be, you know, have a better social status. And people will pay attention to them and stuff like that. And so I just thought that's such a, like, while it's so specific to Japan of that era, I just feel like you can recognize it from anywhere. Like, watching this... It's, it just feels like, oh, yeah, this is happening, like, not to this extent, obviously, but, like, you know, there are young girls in America and, like, the North Americans that are, like, you know, being kind of, what's the word, like, manipulated into sex work. Objectified. Like yeah, objectified, like, you know, being manipulated into sex work. Like, it's a very real thing that's still happening. And I love just the ending of just her, you know, kind of in bed, feeling like, you know, she's kind of being broken down and is less of a person. And then all the material things in her room just vanquish. And, like, they kind of float all around her. And it's just her getting rid of it and having to make do with herself again and recreate herself as a person without those things. I just think, like, my problem with the movie isn't really so much, like, any of the experimental stuff because I'm just down to be, like, this is experimental. Just let it hit me. I'll digest. Like, I'll, you know, analysis, make an analysis of whatever I can figure out and then try to find whatever else I can't. The things I think that this movie kind of doesn't do well is just the fact that like a lot of a lot of it is the idea like these women don't have any personalities because of like the culture that they're put in like they're kind of like drained of who they are in their image and their self. But by doing that, you kind of make a movie about these people where they're not really people. They're only really used there to tell the message. And so I, uh,
3: I don't know. I think like the other three. I think a big part of it too is that mainly the main girl. Is such a blank slate. That,
0: that's, that's the one. Main gr- the other three girls, like her friends, they all have quite. A they all at least yeah. have like something, you yeah. know. Like one's I the sporty like... one, one's the dancer, one's. But you I know. think that's the. I forget what the other one was, like, but yeah, they've all found something that they can move on towards. This girl hasn't, and that's supposed to be the idea. Yeah. But by ending it so short, it almost feels like, like maybe you could have gone on more. Like there's just could have been more to her as a person. Or I feel. Yeah, like she, for sure. Yeah, it feels. And like I, she...
3: I almost wish. Yeah. The friends weren't it totally kicked out of the movie halfway through. Yeah, I wish yeah. they explored the dynamic a bit more after the mall scene.
0: So I was going to say, like, I I can re- totally recognize I have no problem with anyone giving this like less than a 10 because I gave this a 10. I don't care. But it's just one of those Ooh, movies... you bumped it up? Yeah, I did. It's one of those movies where I'm like, this movie has so many flaws, but I also think what it's going at is so powerful and just so like, on top of being like his angry message against the country, it came after Evangelion. <laughs> so it's just like, kind of a fuck you to a lot of his fans and saying like this is what you did to the characters you know like you guys need to grow the fuck up <laughs> like it's yeah just... and
2: he kind of does that in end of ava yeah yeah as exactly because well. uh, actually what you say with it being a fuck you probably like the moment in the film that stuck out to me the most is um so the girls basically get the cell phone where they leave like these voicemails for men to call them who are interested and they like all say their ages and as they play the different voicemails, um, you get like a montage of the city and they show the girls sort of walk around the city. And then when, when they cut to the voicemail of the youngest one, she's like, Hey, you know, I'm 16. I have no boobs. You know, like if you're a perv into that kind of stuff, call me. And instead of showing a footage of her, it's just like this, like four or five year old little girl. Um, And it's really, like, hammering home, I think, at that one, where it's, like, these are, like, literally children. Like, you know, because obviously, like, they're teenagers, but they look a little more, like, grown up, if you will. And so then when they cut to that girl, as, like, you're hearing that, like, kind of disgusting message, it's really hammering home that, like, ultimately, like, these are just, like, little girls that are being sexualized and men are going after.
4: Yeah.
2: I thought that was a powerful image, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I, want to be honest about something, too, that I think in the... like a lot not the
3: first half but like probably close to half like you were saying like it's so black and white you never see like man in a good light i definitely agree they're not ever in a good light but up until a certain point i was very nervous that this movie wasn't going for that because i think <laughs> it, like, it, it oh, might no. be like yeah like i, 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 I it might be like too. just <laughs> that disconnect of me not knowing that culture but I, Even right now, I'm still so fucking confused about the men that literally just wanted them to come over to their place for dinner. Because it didn't feel like they wanted anything more than that. They were just lonely old men. And I was like, I was waiting for the moment where they tried to escalate it and make it sexual, but they didn't. And I was like, are you against these men? Or is this just like part of your culture? Are we
0: talking about the one guy that doesn't do anything, right?
3: There's, there's a couple. There's, oh, there's... there's the one guy that they literally just go over to those like to a restaurant and get dinner and talk, and then he just kind of like, uh, like kind of scolds them for not like doing anything with their futures. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then
3: there's the guy that they go to karaoke with.
2: Okay, I think. Also, I think what the guy... what the fuck were those green things? I, I saw a theory about They're it grapes. saying that like. Oh, oh the yeah. gra- the grapes thing is so he can get there because he basically offers them grapes to chew on, but not like eat and then he like puts it into little jars. I think it's just like some weird fetish cuz it's like there's saliva.
3: Okay. I We're thought it was like numbers, a drug or like that?
2: some sort of chewing tobacco or something No, he no, was it's... like chew them. How the fuck do you chew a grape? They're not real grapes. <sighs> they, they said, don't I think break they're like them. yeah.
0: Yeah, they said just kind of put your teeth in and
2: don't yeah. break it. Yeah, he just wants their essence. It's pretty gross. Okay. <laughs> <It's> probably <the laughs> I was very confused by that part.
0: Yeah, it's fucking horrifying. And that's that's another thing. This movie is a bit of a horror movie like in a sense where you're like You want to scream to the characters, like, through the screen. And you just want to, like, take them out of the situation, you know?
3: Yeah, like, and again, it's not even, like, an issue with the movie. I just don't... I did not understand that part of the culture where it's like, did these men literally just want to eat dinner with young women? Like, why? Yeah, yeah. And the the one
2: man even in america that's that's that still happens in um in japan i think they're called i could be messing this up but i think they're called like maid cafes and they generally hire high school girls and there's nothing sexual but yeah they'll like go on quote-unquote dates with like 45 year old businessmen and they don't do anything they just sort of like walk around and just like have coffee and chill and that's all it is so messed up it's
0: creepy (laughs) it's creepy i saw a cool theory about it talking about that saying like Basically, the two times that Ono doesn't... Or the one time that Ono doesn't, like, portray the person in a completely bad light is... I, I didn't catch on to this, but that guy that I think they went to dinner with was supposed yeah. to be gay. I didn't oh. catch on that he was supposed to be gay, but... It was the idea that even the men that don't do anything, that just, like, give her a stern talking to her or whatever, like, those men are still gonna leave a dark impression on this woman and that, like, you know, it's not obviously the same thing. It's not as bad or anything. But it's still a gross and
3: disgusting thing like you know they're not
2: it's a symptom of the society and the culture yeah, exactly
3: okay i think that one not that it's a big deal but that one was just like a slight misstep because it was the first one they I presented to
0: get Getting worse yeah
3: and because there's even there's even that line where he's kind of like talking to them about their futures and she is someone who has no idea what she's gonna do and that's a big part of the movie and then i think she was saying like um everything he's saying is true I just don't want to hear it from him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care. And it's like, I was just for a second, I was like, is that supposed to be, like, more of an uplifting, like, who's this stranger telling me what to do with my life kind of thing? Or because he's, like, she's validating his opinion. Are we supposed to agree with this man and I, think she's point, like, like, she's just li- drifting him through, him through life? Holy like, shit. No, no, by the end of it, I didn't. That's why I was just
2: confused that that was the first one that yeah, they did. And with the confusion, with. I think that's honestly because I've had this issue the last couple of years where, like, you watch like a very socio political foreign film, and, like, it's obviously not. A negative against the film but like yeah if you aren't aware of like the politics or the culture like a lot of things go over your head because i had that issue last year with baccarat yeah which like was still my favorite movie of last year but like a lot of the political stuff and historical uh things just kind of go over your head until i looked it up and read into it later yeah I, but yeah i definitely feel I, I that knew
0: giving it to you too i was like i think you know it about enough about like evangelion and like end of eva that you'll catch on that obviously this is on a like angry at his audience
2: and i think you'll just ke- dude i go to comic conventions i've seen all the weird like lolly animation <laughs> yeah, that they I was have
0: like, you guys, on their displays you guys, you guys will figure it out <laughs> i was like i wonder what gabe's gonna think Gabe's just gonna think like i'm a fucking pedophile
3: <laughs> honestly we we can talk about this in the the nge episode we do too but i don't know if i'm as on board with your guys thoughts about Ono in exploring sexuality in nge because i i was like because Alex kind of opened it up first, I was shocked at how much you went there, Jacob, because I almost thought you weren't going to appreciate NGE because of how sexualized Sorry, these young girls for are For the folks
2: it? at home, NGE is Neon Genesis Evangelion.
0: I think a part of Evangelion is that he thinks and it's supposed to be, like, I, I still...
2: and he thinks it's supposed to be, like, empowering he's a, he's, for I, He's a, He's a bit of a hypocrite. I, I'll th- I, yeah, of, I can he admit hates, that, too. Yeah. He, hates, he hates otakus, but he's also a self-admitted otaku, so while he, like you know, puts imagery and stuff to chastise it. He still has characters like Mary and like Misato and they have like the jiggly boob shots and and the butt shots and he still has fan service while still
0: I think some of it's supposed to be that Shinji's like that's the idea is like Shinji's looking at these people and that's why it's focusing on the stuff. But it's like I mean yeah, but he's still doing Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's still like so excessive and he still does it so much. So that's like come on dude. come on. I don't know though, yeah. Like that's definitely a big problem yeah, that's we'll we'll get into that in the that movie. NGE episode because right, I'll true. probably want to bring yeah, that up. Like, but in this movie, I think it was supposed to be the idea though of like um, you're literally ripping the agency away from. No, no, the show. no.
3: This one, this yeah. one definitely, I agree. It took a stance. I was just again, I was just nervous at the beginning because I have yeah, those yeah, hesitations like, oh, in NGE. <laughs> so it it wasn't like oh because I know he gets angry at his audience with End of Eva. I was like thinking about all of Neon Genesis and then being like oh no, please don't like. <laughs> Dude, like, I, I was, like, 70% sure he wasn't, it's just that part that wasn't sure, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> like, no.
4: I but yeah, I definitely took a stance, and like I really,
3: audience. like, I, I really like that he even went that step further with those last two dates, like, kind of, because the the first guy that she goes on a real proper date with, that we see, is outside of that montage. The movie theater dude? Or not movie theater, um, the Blockbuster the Blockbuster, or... yeah, the, the adult video yeah. store guy or whatever. That one kind of goes from, like, holy fuck, this guy's weird, to kind of, like, trying to, like, empathize with him on the walk and, like, try to humanize him a bit. And the second they get to that video story, he's like, yeah, everyone is human, but this guy's a fucked up one. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I I liked that. I liked that they kind of had those different steps of, like, obviously we're going to hate him because he's doing this, trying to give him some sort of humanity. Because even the most despicable human beings, you could catch them... Not knowing anything about them, have a random conversation with them, and you'd have no idea that they're despicable. You know,
2: like everyone's got a tiny bit of humanity in them,
3: regardless of who they are.
2: Yeah. And then in that scene, he he has a uh, a parallel to one of the most famous shots in End of Evangelion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was uh, which uh, <laughs> honestly, my favorite part of that scene. I know it's not like the point of the scene, but um, I mentioned it to Jacob. While you I was recognize all the it, pornos but, uh, when they're. <laughs> well that, <bad>, but also <laughs> when they're going over the titles, they honestly had the funniest uh like fake porno titles. It was, honestly was killing me. They were so Were they funny. even fake? Yeah, they I, I don't know, but they were funny. Uh, well, well, okay. I don't know. Well, like regardless yeah, of no, like, the porno like titles,
3: the subtitles It, it were is really funny, funny you're seeing like the big subtitles popping up just reading all the porno
4: titles.
0: I thought it was really funny yeah. that um they show the four sections, one of them's like anime adult video Pacino. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> they just have a Pacino section? They love what him there, man. What was that about? Greatest actor of all time.
3: I guess. I was like, is this
0: just a Pacino joke?
3: Just I think that, I think your translation was wrong. It was actually <laughs> <laughs> Um, The
0: last thing I really want to say about this movie that I didn't mention is I do think, though, this is like maybe top 10. Like, I, I feel like just incredibly inspired by this movie just watching it. I think it's just like... It both, like, captures a sense of, like... Like, another problem I have with the movie, but I don't think it's, like, that big of a deal, is a lot of the performances are very theatrical when this movie's trying to capture, like, voyeurism. And those two things are very at odds with each other. And the amount of camera angles they go for also kind of detracts from the voyeurism. But I still think you get a good sense of it. Like, you just feel like you're watching something real all the time. Like, you're just watching these sick people.
2: But yeah it's actually one thing oh sorry yeah sorry i I was gonna say the
0: camera though like it's just so expressive and so creative and like just so many angles you would never think about shooting from they're just like there and like i was just by the end of it i was just like i want to pick up a camera right now and i think the way that it like it's very obviously like very stylistic but i think it adds like to it and i think it like finds a way to adjust itself justify itself with having the girl pick up the camera you know having her take photos of the world so it has this you know this childlike uh amateurness and view of the world throughout you know yeah
3: yeah, no, yeah that's, that's fair like... and, and I think how amateur it is like you know the quality of the cameras and a lot of the like just like walking around with a digital camcorder definitely inspires that kind of like anyone can pick up a camera and just start making a movie like get off your fucking I mean, ass by the
0: end of the movie well, last thing I'll say Alex I... I'm sorry to cut you off last thing I'll say too is that that idea of like you want to be inspired to go out in the world and create something that almost like ties in with her at the end you know her letting go of material things and wanting to go out in the world and create something new be something new I think that kind of just adds to it as well and kind of projects that idea
2: yeah like I'm one of those like obviously like film over digital kind of guys uh, for films Uh, and for me like a lot of the more interesting digitally shot movies are those ones that in a way kind of expose the limitations where it's kind of like grainier, but then they also use the digital camera in ways that a traditional film camera cannot. Mm. Obviously Michael Mann's probably the king of that with like collateral and especially Miami Vice. Um, but yeah, this one just really nailed that voyeuristic uh, angle. Um, Cause obviously like a traditional film camera cannot move in the ways that just a handheld camcorder can, you can't get into the little, little nooks and crannies and get, um, you know, like fall between the cracks and you get really personal look into sort of the drama and emotion of the scenes. And you can also just get some cool camera shots. Like when they have it on a string and they put it down like a staircase yeah, as it's yeah, like yeah, swirling yeah. around. Right. <laughs> like that was just cool. Um, yeah, like I had no issues with the camera stuff outside of something like the editing, like with, uh, Ben said one of one other issue I had, and it's not really like an issue, but it was just very bizarre was the, uh, the final guy that she sees has like this plush toy from Disneyland, that's apparently supposed to be fuzzball, but like it's blurred, it's um, it's <laughs> censored in the subtitle and in the movie it bleeps, and so the whole time I thought he was saying fuckball, and then he's also talking about Captain E, and then like the next letter is censored out. And he's talking about Captain E and then it bleeps. And I was so confused until halfway through the scene when he mentions, Oh yeah, I used to go to Disneyland and watch Captain E bleep. And I'm like, oh, he's talking about Captain EO, like the Michael Jackson Disneyland film. Wait, really? Yes. I was so confused. I couldn't figure it out until he mentioned Disneyland. And I'm like, oh, Captain E, Captain EO. That's what he's talking about. But it was I so... didn't even catch on to that and I've been on Captain EO. Oh, and you're the Disney nerd. <laughs>
0: Alex told me all this, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that makes yeah.
4: sense.
2: <laughs> and it, it was just, I thought that was a, I don't know if that was, like, for rights reasons, like, they couldn't it say is, it, but it they, was so obnoxious. They even, like,
0: blur out the fucking doll. doll, yeah.
2: Yeah, I do think putting the bleep sound was excessive, because that was driving me nuts after a <laughs> yeah, while. Yeah, that was annoying. I I thought it was shitball. I don't know why. Yeah, I was thinking shitball <laughs> <or dogball.
3: laughs> I thought um, fuckball. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I don't even think I. I think I must have like not read the word Disneyland because I didn't even catch on to that. I didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> I might. I might have put two and two together, but even then, I. I. I might have just the bleep to me. is like,
1: oh, he's swearing or saying something. I don't know.
0: Okay. Um. Do you guys really have much more to say about this one?
1: I'll. I'll let me say what uh, I no. actually liked about. Uh, I kind of said, yeah, I didn't enjoy it, and then left it at that. Bad. <laughs> um. I did enjoy a lot of the stuff with the camera work and using like the camcorder type to film this whole thing i mean sometimes it was just kind of like whatever but there were some really cool shots and use of uh just like the objects that people are interacting with just kind of brings it more to like object yeah it just brings it to like yeah. a more Super personal <laughs> and like personal feel to it and like really immerses you into whatever setting you're in if it's at the karaoke bar or in the opening shot with the train or in like their the apartment and their or house whatever um but yeah ultimately i just i was just like just couldn't really get into it that was really the whole thing but i did really like some of the shots and how how that was done and like you guys were talking about the editing i can agree with that some of it was like really like a lot at once and I was trying to like kind of keep pace with it. And yeah. The, yeah,
4: yeah. Also,
2: I, I forgot to mention earlier, but in terms of the editing, I guess if anyone who hasn't seen this but has seen Evangelion, all those like weird avant-garde moments in Evangelion, imagine a whole movie of like just that. And that's basically what Love and Pop kind of is. Even
3: like the sound editing, there's a, it's very distracting. There's a lot of moments where it just cuts to silence. And they get subtitled text on a black screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Even just silence
2: on the character. Yeah. Honestly, in terms of, I guess, I guess now we're doing like kind of final thoughts. Um, I feel kind of bad for Jacob because it's clearly like a movie he wants to go way more in depth on. But like, this is the, <laughs> this is the type of film that really needs multiple viewings yeah. and time to really settle yeah, in. That, that and I've only seen it the once. And, like, I thought it was great, but it's very much a movie that I'm not 100% on a lot of it because I really need more time to let it settle and I need to see it again. Um, and so, Jacob, you should have spoiled your pick and told us, like, three months ago to watch this man. <laughs> yeah, come on. Right? Yeah, we, we, good, we could have I prepped was trying for to get it. I you guys
0: to watch it, like, earlier on in the week. <laughs> Each day I was like, Are you guys <laughs> watching it yet? No one was really saying anything. So I was like, Okay, I don't want to, like, force it on them or anything. But. No, it isn't, it's fine. I, like, as long as you guys, you know, got something out of it. If you didn't, that's fine. But, yeah, the first time I am curious it,
3: to see what Gabe's going to rate it. The, Gabe, don't, don't be generous with your rating. The first
0: time I saw it, like, I I, I, like, I immediately loved it. But then, I did have some reservations with it. I still, like, I'm not going to lie, I still have some reservations with it. But it's a movie that I feel very comfortable giving it a 10 out of 10, even with those flaws. Just because I think there's a lot that this achieves in spite of those flaws that they just don't I
2: guess the flaws are more of a symptom than a... yeah
0: and they don't really bother me yeah. too much just because I think like this is I'm, I don't know about you guys but I think like visually this is unlike anything I've ever seen and like I just want to keep yeah going back no, to I'll give it, it that just I just day. don't know
3: if it works always
0: yeah I don't know for me I just thought like I yeah like I was saying I just felt super inspired and I just really wanted to like go out and create something after this and really I think that's just kind of what I wanted out of it and or like I think that's kind of what the ending wants you to do and I think that's kind of what a lot of Ono kind of wants for his audience, is he wants his audience to be inspired and to kind of get out there and go out in the real world so it worked for me <laughs> but yeah I'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 Cheer. I don't want to say too much more I'll move on
2: okay for me it's a solid eight um although I I could see on rewatch this going higher for me um but yeah, it, it, for me, it didn't like live up to like I other stuff that I like more, like Shin Godzilla and End of Evangelion are still like his top tier stuff. But uh, this was definitely really interesting, and I really want to check out um, his other like experimental film he did after this Ritual. I think, um, yeah, I
0: think for both of you guys, if you like, if you do really like the camera work in this, but you think like this is a little bit too like experimental, Rituals experimental in story, like it's kind of like a loose structure. But it's very, it's shot very sophisticatedly, and it's a lot more competent than this.
2: It's more toned yeah, down. It's very yeah, it's Wait, what's Ritual? It's just a movie. It's uh, it Anno's other yeah. film. Yeah.
3: Man, I was literally looking. I mean, I, even right now, I'm looking at his list oh, of movies. I don't, I think and on I don't IMDb, see it it's there. Not,
0: it's not. That's not the English title. It's something. You're on like, Wikipedia? Yeah. I don't know. Then. Uh, I think. Is it Shiki,
3: Shiki Jitsu? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might be the Japanese title. Yeah, in 2000 yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. it came yeah, out. Ritual Day yeah, yeah, yeah I
3: see. Yeah. Alright. Um, this is one of the movies I think I've had the most difficult time with giving a number to. And I know it's kind of arbitrary to do this in general, but like I don't know. I'm literally torn right now because I think I was between a three and a half and a four after first watch. But I think I I really do have a lot of issues with the the editing and the sound editing that make it not as much of a I don't know like make it not as much of a pleasant experience while I'm watching it, but after like talking about it and dissecting it, I did have a lot of nice things to say about it, and I do really enjoy it. But I feel like it works better on
0: I don't know. It's like erase head where you're like talking about the choices, but you hate them while you're watching them
3: <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm really between both. Like right now, I want to give it a four, but I feel like if I were to watch it again at w- while I'm watching it, I'd be like, no, I have so many issues with what he's doing here. I'd probably give it a three and a half, but I'll give it a f- whatever you want. I don't know.
1: Gabe, you go. You go anytime. I will give it a five out of ten because um, I'm really split down the middle because, like I said, I like the technical stuff for the most part. I was just not interested. So I feel like 50 percent like right down the middle is fair. And I think I'm comfortable with that. I like half of it, the other half I didn't like. So
2: I yeah,
3: that's fair. Yeah. Alright, I settled on I settled on three and a half for now.
1: Okay. cool. Alright. So
3: Or seven, whatever. It's definitely a seven point five though. If Alex got to do it, I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> oh
1: gosh. Alright. Um that's a longer episode, but our reviews of the Green Knight the suicide squad and the love and pop (laughs) such a long episode (laughs) yeah i guess it's a pretty long episode, but it was we picked like two movies that you can go in depth on and then yeah let's never do three movies again
3: three movies is too
1: much unless it's like
3: talking about a series i
0: thought suicide squad up until this like up until i saw it was just gonna be like us agreeing and being like yeah that was fun you know let's move on (laughs) i thought it was gonna be like a 10 minute
1: conversation honestly Thanks (laughs) yeah, thanks for, <laughs> but on the flip side, next week's episode I feel like will be definitely shorter. Um, so we've decided we're going to do since we did "Don't Breathe" back in Halloween, and it's only right if we do the new one, which just came out yesterday. So "Don't Breathe" two is going to be our new pick. Um, Ben's going away soon. I'm going to be away. So, and as well as Jacob. Ed and Alex are going to do a special episode on NGE at some point. Evangelion
2: in... 3.0 plus 1.01.
4: Price 01. upon a time, there you
1: go. Yeah. So we decided we'll do a shorter episode. We'll do what my pick and then a new movie, especially two shorter ones, and then they'll have that. So is is so interact. next
3: episode's NGE, and then
1: technically yes, and then your the episode, next the next official, official episode, episode is. Yeah. Don't Breathe, don't too. breathe. That 2 is episode 29 and plus
0: 1, and then the episode after that is episode
1: 30. Yes. 20, 29.01. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we're getting towards the end of summer. Kids go back to school. I thought, you know, we don't have to pick something we have to have a long discussion about. So I decided I'm going to pick Wet Hot American Summer oh. as my pick for next episode, because I fucking love that movie and that conversation might only last like 10 minutes but i don't even care i just want to rewatch it and give myself a reason to rewatch it <laughs> all right all
3: right do I'm we not have to say breakfast club for a minute
1: nah, no we... that's at school this is last day at camp watch buddy uh, do we Maybe have to, want watch to watch the both show
2: netflix shows
1: i you can steer away from 10 10 years later that one was not great there's a couple of like good episodes but that was it if you want to watch first day at camp just for the sake of tying off with oh, of the movie. I saw that first. First Day at yeah. Camp is hilarious.
2: I, I haven't and I think seen either of the Netflix shows. I've just seen the movie, but it's been like a really long time.
1: If you I'd just say if you're gonna have to like kind of budget your time, I'd recommend watching First Day at Camp. We don't have to go into it in the episode, but it's just for the sake of the movie, it just makes it that much better and hilarious. And the fact that they brought the actors back makes it Great, maybe
2: I'll piss off Ben. I'll watch the wet hot American summer show, but I just won't see Dark Crystal. For real, Best <laughs>
1: anyways. Yeah, so next episode, um, the NG, uh, whatever 3.0 plus 1.0 plus fucking whatever else. Um, that'll be a 0.5, and then Don't Breathe Two and Wet Hot American Summer. And yeah, all right, it. you can follow us on Twitter at UTGO Pod, you can follow our letterbox accounts which are always in the description our instagram got disabled don't know why probably copyright issues probably because of the clip i put of us making fun of taskmaster or whatever. <laughs> maybe they flagged it the disney know.
2: ninjas came after us
1: they, the, the only thing is instagram doesn't tell you so thanks fucking mark zuckerberg for that um yeah that's it
2: Tune did in.
3: you just genuinely thank so mark zuckerberg th- on our podcast
1: disgusting
3: yeah
2: if we if, yeah, if we re if we review the social over. network, we're gonna get like, just uh, we we did already. Episode? Yeah. Oh well, okay. <laughs> that that was before I was a part of the show, so it doesn't count. Yeah. We... Yeah.
1: When they make uh when they make uh the Twitter movie, we'll make sure you bring it on that one. Yeah. And we'll we'll do a marathon on social media, and we'll just later.
2: get blacklisted on uh, social media.
1: There you go. All right. Yeah. uh Follow us on there. Everything's in the description. Timestamps will be. Well, if you're listening to this, no. Okay. So it doesn't matter
4: timestamps whatever all right Uh, peace thanks for listening bye peace